0: From Cole, Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh with Bob Prince and greet you for the final regular season game. In 1974, the Pirates take on the Chicago Cubs. Following Bob Robertson's home run of last night that won the game for the Bucks 6-5, the magic number, it's down to 1. A Pirate win here tonight would give them their fourth Eastern Division title. Meanwhile, up in Montreal, the Montreal-St. Louis Cardinal ball game has been postponed because of very inclement weather up there, snow and rain. And should it be necessary, that game will be played tomorrow at 12 noon, but a buck win here tonight can make it all academic, and of course I will tell you that this will not be the last game played at Three Rivers, no matter what the outcome is here tonight. The weather very, very cold, the crowd's still filing in here tonight, then a much better turnout than we've had the last couple of evenings, and I'll be back to set the starting lineups for this very big ball game, after I remind you that this game is brought to you in part by your Pirate Land from Plymouth dealer, who has immediate delivery on America's number one selling compact, by Joy. Nature's high-protein food for dogs. Higher in protein, and it still costs less than most other brands. And by your friends from Iron City Beer. When you're really ready to pour it on, pour on the iron. Quite a turnaround season for the Pirates, off to a very poor start. They lost 10 of their first 12 ball games in their first six in a row. They were in last place on the 15th of June, and the lowest point of the season was when they were 14 games back are 14 games under 500 with an 18 and 32 mark in sixth place nine games back. They have turned it around in the second half of the year. The pitching has stayed just about as it was despite the fact the loss of Kenny Bled in the second half of the year. Guys like Doc Ellis and Larry Demery have picked up the slack there and the hitting suddenly has gotten hot as Danny Murtaugh had anticipated it would. The final game of the season will find Jim Rooker with a record of 15-11. He's been the most consistent pitcher for the Pirates. Going against Rick Rushen, we'll tell you more about Danny Murtaugh and his patience with pitchers and the way he manages. But first, here are the starting lineups. For the Chicago Cubs again. Tricker, who, by the way, has uh, not beaten them so far this year. He has dropped three games, one to nothing in Chicago, three to two in Chicago, and lost four to three here back on August the 4th. He's pitched three good games, but has not picked up a victory against the Cubs this year. Rick Mundy will lead it off. He'll be in center field. Don Kessinger will bat second and play a choice. Jose Cardinal will be in left field. He'll bat third. Bill Madlock in the cleanup spot will be playing at third base. Jerry Morales will bat fifth. He'll play in right field. The first baseman tonight, Carmen Fanzone, will bat sixth. A rookie catcher, Steve Swisher, will bat seven. Another rookie, Rob Sparing, will be at second base in bat eight. And the pitcher will be Rick Russell with a record of 13 wins and 12 defeats. He is three and one against the Bucks this season, beating a seven to one here on the 14th of May with a complete ball game. He shut us out in Chicago, three to nothing, on the twentieth of June, on twelve hits, and he beat us four to three here, back on the third of August. Last time we faced him, we knocked him out of the box early to beat him twelve to four on the tenth of September. Pirates taking the field. Here's our starting lineup. Senate leads it off. He's at second base. Richie Hebner at third base. Will bat second. Al Oliver in center field, hitting third. In the cleanup spot in left field, Willie Stargell. The right fielder, Richie Zisk, will bat fifth. The catcher batting six, Manny Sagdien, Ed Petpatrick at first base, will bat seventh. The shortstop, Frank Tavares, will hit eighth, And the pitcher will be Jim Rucker with a record of 15 wins and 11 defeats. A cold night, but the crowd is very enthusiastic here. As the Pirates were introduced, they uh, just stood up. They mass around the stadium and gave them a standing ovation. They remain standing for our national anthem. talking earlier about the patience of Daniel Murtaugh, the manager of the Pirates, and we lost a ball game in St. Louis 13-12 to when the Cardinals scored four times in the bottom of the, I guess it was the 11th or 12th inning, I can't recall. I know it was a rather long evening, the exact innings I failed to remember, but I know the total score was 13-12 to when the Pirates blew a three-run lead in extra innings. And there was a lot of criticism that Murtaugh didn't go with a more veteran pitcher, one of his starters to wind up that ball game. And he said the reason he didn't do it, he wanted to stay with a pitching rotation that he's had all season long. He wasn't going to mess it up for just one ball game. There was some criticism of that. But he has stayed with it. And the only loss this ball club has suffered so far came in New York on Sunday when Bob Apodaca beat Kenny Brett. Now, he stayed with a steady rotation. Brooker and Royce in particular never has gone to the bullpen with those two fellas. And they have done a whale of a job. Rooker has stated that the last two games he has pitched against the Cardinals, and they were very big ball games, both of them. Every time he worked against the Cardinals, the last two times out, the Pirates were behind the game and a half, and it was a very pivotal ball game in the season. He had complete game outings in both of them, went nine innings. That is, we won the game in the tenth inning. The last game, one to nothing, and Justy came on to save that one for him. But he has picked some very big ball games, and particularly in the last month of September. This is October, and this again is another big ball game. And as this season goes along farther and farther, I guess Jim Rooker can say the same thing. This is the biggest game of my life. Well, this one certainly fits that description because with a win here, the Pirates will capture their fourth Eastern Division title. Fella sitting next to me. I've been with him for eight years. He's been doing this for 27. And it's a pleasure always to come into September in contention. There were years when the gunner never was there, but he's enjoying this one. Good to have him back again. Healthy and sound, the gunner by Prince. Well, thank you very much, Nelly King, old
1: buddy. And uh, thank you again for taking over last night. I was real proud to listen to you going home. I tell you, listening to that uh, Cardinal game sent down by Camel X to us during the rain out. And there's quite a story about that. I'll relate to you in a moment. Rick Mundy takes it in there and piles it back. I was listening right up to the time when John Cigna said, now we're going to have to interrupt the broadcast for the Cardinals and swing back to the ballpark because they're ready to play and just at that time Jack Buck had said with Jorgensen up, this may be the ball game right here here's the 0-1 inside, well then they immediately switched to you Nellie and so I swung immediately of my car radio to KMOX and heard Jorgensen hit the home run to put him in front and came right back to you and you had it on the air almost immediately and of course that was a big blow up there Ball two and strike one to Monday. Now our problems are such that they're rained out. we got to win this one and we can cancel everything. If we lose it, they got to play tomorrow. Hi, ball three. And then if they uh, win it, we got to play Friday here. There's no rest for us. There's only one thing to do, Nellie, and that's win
0: it. Huh? Yeah, this will not be the last game of the season, as I said, in this ballpark. Regardless of what happens here tonight, win or lose.
1: Ball three, strike one, foul straight back. Boy, I'll tell you one thing, too. There are a lot of bees in the bat handle tonight. As Let me say something about
0: uh, Jim Rucker in this ball game. It's a big one for him. The adrenaline has to be flowing a little bit different than even in previous games that he pitched so well against the Cardinals and the New York Mets. But remember, too, Bob, that this season he's had rocky first innings and has come back to pitch mm-hmm. very good ball games, and, I think, won three or four games, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, don't uh, put the whole night in one inning.
1: Three balls, two strikes to Monday. And he pops him up foul. I don't think it's playable. Heaven is over near the railing. He can't get it. Well, uh, my wife Betty told me, Kurt Gotti called me this morning about something, and she said, well, Bob's sleeping and he's been sick. Well, Kurt says I'll call you back about noon. Now they tell me they've taken him to lay clinic uh, with food poisoning or something. So I don't know. We were gonna be jammed up all over the place. Tony Kubek is here. And if there's a playoff game tomorrow, they would be covering it. And they're thinking that now at Hill that they'll bring on Al Michaels of San Francisco. Three two pitch, just underneath for a ball. So that put Monday aboard and bring up Don Kessinger at 259. A lot of people in this ballpark and more coming in. Kessinger switch batter. Jim Marshall coaching and managing at third, J.C. Martin at first. All right, Monday off the bag, the pitch, and Kessinger fouls out of play. Understand, Mrs. Mary McGrady, ninety years young, the Wilmerding is quite a Pirate baseball fan and hangs on every word, Nellie. And so does Joe Will, Michelle Sarin, Prudence Kinney, and Joe Cross down in Parkersburg, West Virginia. All great Pirate fans. No balls in the strike. Monday at first, the pitch. Cassinger takes strike two. Good fastball by a Rooker. Listen to that crowd, Nellie. There, I think they're in for what they want to see—the finale—right
0: now, huh? As we said, uh, maybe the attendance has been sparse, but those that have been here, I guess, are the real loyal baseball fans in this area.
1: No balls, two strikes to Kessinger. Pitch, slam down the right line, slicing, it'll be a foul ball. Mundy racing to third to get his juices flowing, and it'll be a night for that.
0: We've had uh, two excellent ball games here. And you think the Cubs are a ball club that you don't have to worry about? Forget it. They have a season's advantage over us. And... The game the other night, 2-1, to one, great pitching performance by Keyson, and last night they took a home run by yep. Bobby Robertson it.
1: Dr. Fango dropping in. Thank you, Dr. Joe. Double-checking. Got more holes in me now than a pincushion. Kessinger slammed it, foul off third. I just backed up against the needles last night, Millie. Really. 39 degrees temperature. Good weather for football.
0: Rooker pitching in the day like this in... back in April, I think, in yep. Chicago. In fact, it was colder than it. Smelling, sleep.
1: No balls, two strikes to Kessinger. Monday off, first the pitch. Curve just missed. And uh, Wayne Gronkai of Irwin, Pennsylvania, wrote in a new slogan. When in his field hit, we ought to call it a moth on the clock.
2: <laughs>
1: and then Bill Swagger says, how about a Revan for seven? <laughs> All right. Very good. Ball one, strike two to Kessinger. Monday at first. Pitch outside in a count of two and two. I would imagine that this game is being carried in St. Louis. We're also, also on the American, on the American,
0: American Force Forces Network
1: Radio. Too. Well, to everybody on the American Forces Radio throughout the world, we got a dog loose. Down the right field line, Richie Zisk is trying to get it out of there. And he's saying, come on, pup, come on, pup. And game, of course, time is called. He's got to be treating it very nicely. And he picks a little rascal up, and he's all right, and they're going to hold him. And yeah. Little puppy dog got loose out there, and he's all right. <laughs> So that delayed this game. To all of the members of the armed forces throughout the world, we wish you a speedy return home whenever you are, uh, wherever you are, and certainly a healthy one. You folks in St. Louis, on the Cardinal Network, we do again thank you for your cooperation and letting us use your broadcast to find the broadcast of Jack Buck and Mike Shannon. And it's been a thriller, and it's not over yet. Here's a 2-2 pitch. File back. any question fans in St. Louis KMOX and their entire network got to be rooting for Chicago and I don't blame them Nelly
0: Odd well, turnabout, turn about because those two bar clubs I guess had a whale of a dining brick out there a couple of Sundays ago mm-hmm. some bad blood between those two teams
1: two balls two strikes and the pitch to Kessinger
0: and he slams
1: it up the middle for a base hit. coming up fast is Al Oliver and in the second goes Monday so the Cubs have runners on at first and second and nobody out Now, remember, the Cardinals were weathered out tonight in Montreal, and they'll play tomorrow if necessary. And if we lose tonight and the Cardinals win tomorrow, the Cardinals would then come to Pittsburgh and the game would be played on Friday. Which, in a sense, is a rather sad situation for both ball clubs, whichever team is to win this. If you had to go through a Friday, the Dodgers would have all the better of it having clinched and be well rested and whichever team would go in on Saturday would go in like a limp rag either the Pirates or the Cardinals here's Cadenal at 292 he bangs one up the middle for a base set coming over fast is Al Oliver and they'll have runners at first and third and a run in the Cubs lead one to nothing a walk to Lindy, a single by Kessinger a single by Cardinal. and the Cubs on top one to nothing with runners at first and third and nobody out
0: Rucker just is not getting location on pitches at all. He's up high on everybody, and Kessinger punched the ball up the middle, and it's the same thing Prada now He's going to have some problems with this guy if he keeps it up there, Bill Madlock.
1: And uh, warming quickly, Larry Demery, as Don Osborne comes
0: out. Rucker had a bit of tenderness in his arm the last time he worked in New York. It was not his best performance. He stated that. He struggled through it. He went eight and two-thirds before Hernandez got the final out. And Don Osborne, the calm down a little bit but this has happened to Rooker before he's bounced or been bounced around in the first inning and has come back to pitch shut out baseball but he's got to start settling down here pretty soon
1: alright and we'll send best wishes along to the uh, daughter one of our ushers here Elaine Mitchell and dedicated last night's home run by Bobby Robinson to her and his speedy recovery get well wishes to Tony Clemente in St. Francis Hospital Alright, here's Bill Madlock, the uh, third baseman at 317. Pitch to him's a curve on there for a strike. <laughs> Cubs on top one nothing here have runners at first and third. On a bitterly cold night, the temperature in the low 30s. No balls and a strike to Madlock, the right-hand batter watching outside. Kibler, Tata, Renner, and Crawford, the crew here tonight the outfield swung around to the left ball one and strike one rooker now comes to the plate curve hammered down to third hebner's up he gets it on throws it away and uh, they'll score a run and another runner will go to third hebner threw a sidearm delivery that sank on stennett and they're going to rule an error on hebner and a run batted in for madlock they have to assume that he had a double play ball they were going to give him the one run and get two. And it was a cinch until Hebner threw it sidearm and Curves sinking away from Senate. So he's charged with an error. Give uh, Matlock a run batted in. The Cubs lead two to nothing. Cardinal is at third. And Matlock at first. Nobody out yet. And here's right fielder Morales at 274. They're swung to the left here. Rooker delivers, and he's over the plate, but low, ball one. So the Pirates have spotted Chicago a pair here in the first inning, and still nobody out with runners at first and third. The Pirates, I should say, have spotted the Cubs a pair. Pitches outside, ball two. Larry Demery continuing to listen. Ball two and no strikes. A yeah, bouncer knocked down by Stenet, falls out of his glove, goes into shallow right, another run is in, and everybody is safe, and Morales will have a base hit. Now it's sweet to nothing and Chicago tearing the bucks apart here. Ball was hit sharply off the right side. Morales has the base hit, and Madlock stopped at second, and the batter will be common fan zone at 188, for homers and 22 runs batted in. So Chicago leading here, three to nothing in the first inning, and nobody out with two men on. Demery continuing to listen. zone, a right-hand batter playing at first base. The pitch, wanted a bunt, took it outside, ball one. One ball and no strikes. The missing of an easy double play ball. I say easy. It's never easy. Really, because uh, when an error comes along, you're down the drain. Ball outside, 2-0. and oh. But they had it perfectly set up on a ground ball to third. The ball was thrown sidearm. And that made it a breaking ball. And Dustin was unable to hold it. Swing and a miss by fans on Two balls and a strike well if you got to give up some runs the time to do it's in the first inning when you still have nine to go what'll well, be interesting too now russell has warmed up and has not had a chance to warm up a game this long time could uh, be some problems to him we got to get him out here first two on pitch fan zone turns around bunts it down third it'll go foul. ball two strike two monday open with a base on balls he almost struck out but he laid off a 2-2 pitch to get it ball free and then drew the walk kessinger then singled up the middle sending monday into second cardinal banged up the middle driving in monday sending kessinger to third madlock hit a one hopper to third and the hebner threw it away and thus the double play went out the window then morales single off the glove of stennett 2-2 pitch to panzone popped him in the shallow left going back forward is shortstop frank taveras coming up schedule it'll be taveras in his one away it'll bring up the catcher steve swisher at 218 five homers 27 runs batted in swisher at 218 five homers 27 runs batted in All right, Matlock off second, Morales off first, one away. Rooker checks, delivers. Curves outside, ball one. You wouldn't think Lil and Stan Musial and Marion Bing Devine and Malice and Don Burst, those people like that would be listening on St. Louis, would you know me? Hardly likely. I would doubt they'd be listening. Here's the one-oh. And there's a fly ball deep the right, going back, Siski has room. Going over to target second is Matlock. He'll draw the throw, and he's still coming for third. Tavares can't relay in time, and he gets in there. But there uh, are two down. Madlock is really not much better off at third, other than the earned play. Swisher having flown it out in the right. Madlock tagging, coming over after the catch. And now the eighth man to get up is Rod Sparing and uh rob is batting at 194. runners at first and third we've given them really five outs so far in the inning trying to get the sixth one right hand batting is a batter sparing low from rooker ball one nelly and i talk a little thick lift up here believe me it is extremely cold ball one and no strikes to look to first the pitch and a slammer into shallow right. Zisk is running hard, and he can't get it. He traps the ball, throws it quickly to the plate, but not in time, and they get another run. Sparing hit a little dunker into shallow right field for a base hit. And scoring will be Madlock. Make it 4 nothing, Chicago. Morales has gone to third, and the batter will be Russell, the ninth man in the inning to get in there. We were playing, sparing, extremely deep in the outfield, like he's a Babe Ruth type hitter. Now, Rochelle.
0: Richie uh, doesn't come in too well in right field. He goes back a lot better, and uh, I, I agree with you. I think if he had some second thoughts, he might might have played a more shallow. That's unusual. Those guys have trouble, I think, going back on the ball more, yeah. well, but he does it much better the other way.
1: Well, the ninth man up is. Rick Russell batting at 226 a right-hand batter comes on top four nothing here in the top of the first and Rooker throws a strike the Odd part about this one is that Rooker's had trouble beating Chicago lost one and nothing, three to two and four to three whereas Russell has no trouble beating the Pirates Swing a mess. He's whacked him 7-1, 3-0, 4-3. We finally beat him one ball game the last time in Chicago by a score of 12-4. So he's won three and lost one against the Pirates. No balls, two strikes to Russell. Delivered and hit foul into a Pirate dugout off the first base side. Chicago leading 4-0. A very uh, big error looming on a double play ball. On the ball hit by Madlock, It really opened up the gates. There's a the ball chopped the third foul. I answered, we're willing to give them the run. If they get the double play, they're out of the inning. The next out. With only two runs having scored. It's that simple. No balls, two strikes here to Russell. Again, uh, Rooker ready. The left-hander down with a curve. Strike three is called. Oh, Rooker had a really battle get out of that one. The Cubs put nine men to the plate, get four runs on one, two, three, four hits, one error, and stay in a pair. Four nothing at the end of the top of the first. Well, here we go now into the Pirates' first inning of the four runs two are unearned but the cubs are going to accept those four regardless so now against russell they'll have swisher behind the plate madlock kessinger staring in fans on the infield cardinal and left Monday and center morales in right
0: the last time russell pitched was against the cardinals and he had to leave the ball game because of a blister and that could be a problem here he's only had three days rest working on the fourth day
1: He's not a power pitcher at all. Well, he he give us 12 hits one game and threw a shutout against us, but he won't walk too many people. Well, the best thing about giving up four runs in the first inning is you have nine left to go back and pick them up. But that's not always easily done. Russell is high, ball one. Let's just take a moment and take a look at Mr. Russell's ERA, and we'll get a general idea how many he normally let you have when he's going at you. 4.38. So if you can win a game by .38, you got him. There was no pitch that time. Time had been called. Ball one and no strikes. So if he pitches to his average, Pirates will tie this one up somewhere along the line, but they got to hold the Cubbies at four. One other stent. It. It's high. Ball two. Two and a row. Now he's been out a long time, remember? Russell warmed up for a lot of time and then had to wait about another... Well, almost forty minutes. Two 0 pitch down low ball three. And on this bitterly cold night and the temperature in the mid thirties, Cubs lead four nothing in the first inning. Three 0 pitch to Rennie Stennett has been in there now for a strike. Uh Russell uh, threw a breaking ball that time picked it up on the inside corner three balls and a strike the outfield playing deep around the left to Rennie Stennett who has yet to swing three balls and a strike from Russell, and he walks in this time so the leadoff batter for Chicago Rick Mundy get on in a walk now the leadoff batter for the Pirates gets on and third baseman Hebner in at 294 18 homers 67 runs batted in field's going to play around to the right. In fact, they'll pinch caught now in on Monday, giving Hebner out of the left field line. Russell delivers. Hebner got one down to Fanzone, comes up nicely, throws to Kessinger back to first. They got a double play. Fanzone made a remarkable grab of that ball. It was snacked right at him, and it came up and went right into his glove. I don't think he knew he had it right away, but once he knew, he wrapped it up there. 3-6-3, three, three, double play. Al Oliver batting at 322, 11 homers and 85 runs batted in. Chicago leading four nothing. First inning. Sinking pitch low, ball one. Now the 1-0. Oliver hits a foul down the left field line and out of play. Chicago leading four to nothing here. Here's the uh, delivery now to Oliver, and it's hit foul out of play to the left. A ball and two strikes. Russell that time came with a breaking ball, let up on it a little bit. On deck, Willie Stardew. Rick Russell, 13 and 12 on the air. Now to the wind-up in the one-two pitch. Tried to check his swing, but couldn't as he struck him out swinging. And that'll retire the side. It turns up with a three-up, three-down inning with the aid of the double play. At the end of one, Chicago leading, four-nothing. Well, Chicago now. Coming back around the horn again. And we'll pause for station identification on the Pittsburgh Pirates, St. Louis Cardinal Baseball Network. scored in the first inning Rooker trailing nothing to four Monday watching one pop through there from Rooker for a strike no balls one strike Back to the left-hand batter with a curveball, strike calls. 0-2, delivery hit off there, the batter is short. Tavares comes up, throws, and they got Monday. One out, none on. Second inning, Chicago leading 4 nothing.
2: Short stop, Don Kessinger.
1: Kessinger, who singled and scored, standing in. One out in the second over the plate with his fastball but underneath with it ball one The 1-0 pitch curve this time on the outside corner for a strike Chicago 4 and the Pirates nothing here in the second inning one out and then on to Kessinger switch batting Weekly tapping a foul off the third base side so the count is one ball and two strikes. Chicago put nine men to the plate in the first inning scoring the four two of the runs unearned. Here's the one-two hit foul off to the right. Strike two. Jim Rooker, fifteen and eleven on the year. Last time I beat the Mets, seven to three. Ground ball, punched down to Stennett He comes up, he throws two for Patrick tour Here's Jose Cardenal. He singled up the middle in the first inning and came around to score. Gets the strike in there. Bounce one down to first base. Kirk Patrick has Cardinal unassisted. And Rooker stops some cold in the second in the one, two, three inning. So we go to the bottom of the second, four-nothing Chicago. Your Pirate Land Crash Lafoon Theater, who has a delivery on America's number one selling compact. Stodgel at 3.03. The Cubs do not infield shipping. Russell delivers. Breaking ball at the knees for a call strike. Send best wishes along to Clarence and Mary Mack of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Great friends of Merle Hess and all who's in the park organization. All 1 delivery. Stodgel hits a foul long way down the left line out of play. No balls, two strikes. Chicago leading four nothing. We are in the second inning. Stodgel's this and game in this inning. Russell turns his fastball over, sweep to that side for a ball. One and two. Russell right back on the one two pitch. Stodgel swings and fouls away. Well, we hope Kirk Gowdy will be up and around again soon. We understand. He is supposed to be suffering from a little touch of food poisoning. Tony Kubek's in town. All the NBC crew. Here's the one-two pitch. Stardust fouls it back. In the event the Cardinals play, who play tomorrow, should win and we should lose here, then they would carry the Friday's game, which would be the one-game playoff. And whichever team wins that, waits for the Dodgers. Into the dirt, 2-2. The Dodgers will be playing tonight, of course, in Houston. And then they can just sit around and wait till they find out where they're going. Ball two, strike two. Here's a 2-2 from Russell to Stardew. He swings and misses, and the ball's into the dirt, but it bounces right off home plate and Swish is able to get it and throw him out. Strikeout number two for Russell. I go four, and the Pirates nothing as Zisk stands in at 3-1-5. 17 homers and 100 runs batted in. Cubs scored four times in the first inning. Two unearned. And a bad throwing error on the double play ball really put him in the suit. Now Russell comes down to Zisk. In low, ball one. He's beaten the Buccos three times this year. You shot him out in Chicago three to nothing, and the Bucks, would you believe it had twelve hits and left seventeen men on base? And lost three to nothing. It's pretty hard to do, but they did it. Three and a, uh, two and all to count here to Zisk. Against the Cubs, the Buccos are eight and nine. Five and three here, three and six at Wrigley Field. So the Pirates have got to win this one to just break even on the season. 2-0 delivery, a swing and a foul at the fifth of the plate umpire. Two balls and a strike. There one way around to the left, uh, Cardinal and Mundy. Zisk takes it over the plate but low, and Russell is up to a 3-1 count. Then it walked in the first inning and Hebner hit the first pitch into a double play. Here's the 3-1. And uh, Ziska's walk. That's the second walk given up by Russell. Trying to stay low to beat him in the ballpark. That'll ring up San in a 284. Seven homers, 67 runs batted in. Russell turns, wants Madlock to come up a little more at third. They're playing Sanghe in the pull. That's kind of funny. Normally they play him as a right center hitter. And Russell misses low and away. Ball one. Kind of unusual to see Stennett draw a walk and Sanghe in a way. Normally they're swinging at anything. Ball one and no strikes. The pitch now. And it's hit high into the air up toward first baseman Fan Zone. Sparring, however, calls him off. Makes the grab. Two down. 4 nothing, Chicago here in the second. The batter will be Eddie Kirkpatrick at 2-5-0. 6 homers and 38 runs added in. Cardinals are scheduled tomorrow at 12.05 against Montreal. Here's the pitch up inside a ball to Kirkpatrick. They'll play only if it's necessary. And to make it necessary, the Cubs have to win, and they're winning here 4-0. One ball, no strikes. Beat weekly off the first base side, and uh, getting it is Russell, and he runs over and gets the unassisted out at first. So that'll retire the side. No runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. Into two, Chicago four. And the Pirates,
0: nothing. The Cubs out in front, four to nothing in the top of the third inning. We'll send up uh, the four, five, and six batters, Bill Madlock, Jerry Morales, and Carmen Fanzone against Jim Rucker. And while we've got the opportunity here, let's pause. 20 seconds for our local station.
2: Now more than ever, the Liberty tubes are a mess. So now is the time to call on the commuter computer. If you're still trying to figure a way to and from Pittsburgh, have your employer contact the commuter computer to get you moving.
0: Madlock got on in an error by Hebner in the first inning. A double play ball that uh, he threw away. It was a little bit late getting over to cover at second base, and Hebner had trouble getting the ball to him. It sailed away, and Hebner was charged with the error. But it definitely was a double play ball, and we failed to turn it over, and the Cubs uh, came up with two more runs following that. They lead four to nothing. Madlock, a candidate for rookie of the year, hitting it 314. Takes the pitch away. Ball one, sinking fastball by Rooker. Rooker's career started in 1960 in Decatur, an outfielder for the Detroit Tigers. Organization, line drive, left field, Stardew giving chase, going, going, he runs the ball down. Willie almost overran that ball, was hit right off the fist, and Madlock looped it down the left field line, Stardew got a little bit of a late start, overran the ball actually then and came up with the out. One down, Morales with a single off the glove of standard in the first inning, drove in a run. Talk about a fella having a pretty big year, and everybody thought he would when he came over to Chicago. Jerry Morales, 15 home runs. He's driven in
2: 82.
0: Got him from San Diego, I think for Glenn Beckert. Fastball by Rooker is down low, ball one. Morales hitting at 275, a native of Puerto Rico. This weather can't feel too pleasant to him, I don't suppose. Temperature about 37 degrees. Fastball up high. Ball two. Rooker trailing four to nothing with that rocky first inning again. He's had about four games like that this season, but has come back to win. Fastball hit foul off the first base side. J.C. Martin trying to catch up with it, never did. Two balls in a strike. A couple of years ago, at the tail end of the season. Bill Burden talking about this fella, Jerry Morales. He's a prospective good outfielder. The 2-1 pitch. He is right there, strike two. Fastball backed up and caught the inside corner. Rooker throwing the ball much better now than he did in the first inning. He's down low with his pitches and his fastball looks like it has more zip. The 2-2 pitch by Jim. Long away with a fastball that's sunk on him. Full count of 3-2. The 3-2 pitch to Morales. Hit foul right at the feet of Sangian. Non-deck hitter, Carmen Fanzone. Pirates got great pitching the first game of the series. Beating Bill Bonham 2-1. Bruce Keeson in a complete game. And Last night, timely hitting by Bobby Robertson and good relief pitching by Justy Long. Pitch is low to Morales. He draws the walk, And for Rooker, his second walk, and he brings up Fanzone. He was the first batter the Rooker got out in the first inning. Number six in the lineup, he popped up to the shortstop to that. Cardinals of Montreal postponed tonight because of rain and snow up there. They'll play tomorrow afternoon at 12 o'clock, depending on what the outcome of this game is. If the Pirates lose, they'll play. Panzone checks off a pitch inside, gets away from Sankin, but not far enough for Morales to advance. Ball one. Rucker's in the situation now, where he's gotta put zeros on the board for the rest of the time, and Bucks have got to do some run scoring against Rick Rushell. Morales at first, the pitch to fan zone is a fastball taken to strike one. The Cubs' good years are 69, 70, and 71. They hit a uh, veteran ball club. The Pirates used to dominate them. But a young ball club this year, and the Pirates can't do much with them. Fastball swimming in the strike, too. Cubs uh, have the lead. Nine wins is against eight for the Bucks. Kirk Patrick holding it first with a uh, one down, Morales there on a 4-0 lead for Chicago, top to third. The pitch, just down low, ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Fanzone playing at first base. The Cubs have lost a good young hitter. They're going to fight for the Cardinals. Broke a finger, Andy Thornton. The 2-2 pitch, line drive, left field, the pitch up in his eyes, and he bangs at the left field, fan zone, only a one forty-eight hitter, but last night had a couple of hits, and back at it again here tonight. Looker got the ball up, and he's in trouble again with Swisher standing in. We're going to get activity in our bullpen. Pitching, the name of the game, not much doubt about that. Bucks have had it for most of the season. Rooker trying to get back in the groove here in the third. Morales at second. Fan zone at first. Pirates need a double play ball. Swisher fly to right field in the first inning. Hitting it uh, just 218 with five home runs, 27 RBI. The runners go. Swing and a miss. Throw to third. And an out at third base. a loaded on the money. And Hebner makes the tag at third. On Jerry Morales, the outgoing two to five. Fan Fan zone. Moves into second base, no steal, as the lead runner, Jay Morales, is nailed on a quick throw by Sam Hinn over the head of the catcher, the hitter rather, Steve Swisher. And the count is strike one to Swisher, two down now, and a runner only at second base in fan zone. Four nothing lead for the Cubs. Rucker from the belt, checking the runner at second. Fan zone, a big lead there. The pitch underway, and it's in the dirt. Blocked by Sangan, and Good play by Manny. Home plate umpire John Kibler wants to take a look at the ball. Throws it out of play, and they count one and one on Swisher. Swisher, a native of Parkersburg, West Virginia. Pirate territory, but banging it out for the Cubs. Pizarro and Demery loosen in the Pirate bullpen. in Rooker with a 1-1 pitch and it is hit foul off the foot of Swisher The count uh, 1 and 2. The dimensions at 3 rivers, 340 down the line, 410 straight away, 385 in the alleys and right and left center field. One of the biggest ballparks. A lot of hitters tell you rusty style one of them about 10 feet too long. The pitchers don't think that. A lot of territory for an outfielder to cover here. Pickoff played second and back in time as fan zone. stunted covering on the throw by Brooke. Pirates uh, most noticeable. Clemente talked about it in the 1971 World Series when Baltimore came up here after we opened in Baltimore. It's a different ballpark a park to defense than the smaller Baltimore Park was. And the Bucks, of course, won three in a row
2: here.
0: The 1-2 pitch to Swisher fouled again off the shin guards of in. Pirates have done well in this ballpark since 1970, capturing three divisional titles. So win here tonight, give them their fourth. Last year, we lost out on the final day of the season. And so far this year, at home we've won 51 and lost 29. On the road, under 536 wins, 45 defeats.
2: Look, look
0: Count of one and two. Rooker trying to get that third one by Swisher. Gets the foul again. Back off the glove of Sangin all the way to the back step. Rooker confessing to uh, Bob and me that Saturday's performance against New York, by far his most sluggish. He said, I didn't have a thing. But he won eight and two-thirds any. Had a bit of tightness in his shoulder. You recall the season opened in St. Louis. Rooker missed a turn out there because of, uh, he had to get a shot into his shoulder, but has not had any problems since then. He and Royce have gone every five days. But look at second, the 1-2 pitch, way up high, almost a wild pitch, sank in, had to come up to get it. Now the count is 2-2 two two on Swisher, and zone at second, two down in the Cubs third inning. A night like this you're hoping for a one nothing win and get out of here fast and get out of the cold, but it's going to be a long evening. The 2-2 pitch, filed again back out of play by Swisher. Rooker warming up, running up a new baseball and taking a look at the scoreboard rather casually. Rooker gets a sign from Sangian, the 2 2 pitch underway, and it is swung on a missed strike three. And Rooker finally puts him away after a big battle with Swisher, striking him out. No runs on a hit. No errors, and one left, and we'll go to the bottom of the third, the Cubs lead four to nothing. Well, a pretty good turnout here tonight, despite the very inclement weather, we had snow in Pittsburgh, the earliest I think they've had them here in maybe history, but a long, long time, certainly. And the temperature at game time was about 38 degrees and expected to go down under uh, 30 by tomorrow morning. Well, we'll have our first freeze of the season. but supposed to warm up for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And those could be very big dates in this ballpark. Pirates now by four runs. Tavares is a leadoff batter. We haven't had a hitoff, uh, Russell. Had a couple of base runners, a couple of walks. One of them erased on a double play. Tavares takes a curveball away, ball one. Frank hitting at 245. <clears throat> Pardon me, no home runs, during in 26. His rookie year has been a very good one. The 1-0 pitch by the right-hander Russell. In there at the knees, no too low. Ball two. The outfield, and particularly the right-fielder, Morales very shallow on Tavares. He looks at a pitch down low, ball three. Pirates need some help here, either with walks or errors, to start getting something going. Cubs uh, took advantage of our miscues in the first inning to get four runs along with timely hitting. And this pitch almost hit Tavares, ball four. Well, Tavares gets the third walk. It's unusual for Russell. Previous games against us, he has beaten us three of the four. And he's walked only seven in 32 and two-third innings prior to tonight. But it's already issued three in just two innings plus here. Rucker. A right-handed batter and a very good hitter, batting a 3-0-1. He's had 28 hits in 93 times at bat. He's driven an 8-runner. Tavares being held by Fanzone, the pitch by Russell, and Rucker takes a strike. Jim backed off, didn't like that call by Kibler. Jim saying, how come I'm not getting those? mentioned earlier Rooker started his career in 1960 in a Detroit organization as an outfitter. As six home runs all hit the American League. The 0-1 pitch. Check swing looper into right field. Base hit. He's got a base hit. Caval calls it second and he gets back in time and a quick throw by Jerry Morales. Oh, the Bucs got something going. Rooker didn't want to swing on the check swing. Works a single over the head of Rob Sperring. Here goes the heavy jacket. Time call. The first hit of the ballgame, we're at the top of the lineup, centered and walked in the first inning, standing in. Running in with 195 hits, more hits than any Pirate second baseman in history. I'd like to see him get 200 right here tonight. And it's going to tell you he's going to have a big night and come up to bat a few times. Tavares at second Rucker at first nobody out and the Cubs leading 4 to nothing in the 5 suit Russell from the belt checking Tavares Stunard hitting away fly ball center field not very deep Mundy making the grab Tavares tagging and he'll draw the throw and he better hurry this guy can throw he beats the play Tavares tags up moves to third on the play and i with a sacrifice fly here can get us around run in Richie bounced into a double play in the first inning. Hebner, first ball hitting after center walked in the first inning, bounced into a 3.63 double play. Richie hitting a 2.93, 18 home runs, 67 RBI. Hit a big home run, his 18th of the year. Three run shot in New York on a 3.0 pitch. Fastball up and away on Hebner. Ball one. sub activity. A left-hander and a right-hander. And they're both in. Their bullpen. Looks like Ken Throwing. the look at first and third. The pitch underway. Hebner bounces right side. Picked up by Sperring. gets the out at first. We score a run. But Ripper moves into second. Great play by Rob Sperring. Taking a base hit away from Hebner. Diving for the ball. Coming up. Throwing from his knees at first base for the out on Hip. But an RBI gets the Bucks on the board. It's a four-to-one ball ballgame. Rooker at second base. And the batter is out. Oliver, he struck out on a pitch in the dirt on the first inning. Russell struck out Oliver and Strangel on that very same pitch. Bounced it in the dirt. And now it's be delivered Fastball and a sinker foul off the third base side. Strike one. Now had three hits last night. In with 197. More than he has ever had one season in his uh, career that started in 1969. The nucleus of this ball club came up in 1969. Oliver Sengian, Ebner. The arm pitch now swings and misses strike two. The three and four batters have been big in the Pirate attack this year, and we got a strike them gun here. Rooker at second base. In a 4-1 to one game, the Cubs out in front. Third inning, two down, and the pitch to Oliver. Ground foul, grounded off the first base out. Easy play by Russell, throws him out at first. A weekly hit ball out in front of the plate, and Oliver goes down. And we tie as the Pirates, but we score one run on one hit, no errors, and one left. Well, we've completed three, and the Cubs lead four to one. Your baseball host has been your Pirate Land Chrysler-Plymouth dealer. The fourth inning for Chicago, it'll be Rob Sparing, Rick Russell the pitcher, and Rick Mundy up for his third time. Cubs, in case you're just joining us, scored four runs in the first inning. Ricker did not retire a batter until the sixth hitter fan zone came in. Walk Mundy on a 3-2 pitch, Kessinger single up the middle, to move Mundy into second base, caught an out Single up the middle to score Mundy, and Madlock tapped the third base in a sure double play ball. Hebner on a four throw throw missed the center to second base. One run scored. And then um, Morales spotted with a base hit to drive in another run. Fan zone popped up. Swisher to right and spearing. Luke went off the right side to score Madlock with the fourth run of the inning. And in the Cubs lead four to one with the pirates scoring in the third inning. The temperature at game time thirty eight degrees. And uh we'll get you a further reading on that thermometer. Football looking crowd here tonight. Tossle caps and coats buttoned up. They'll get warm if the bucks get back into this thing, and the last <laughs> inning got to a russell for run Rob Sperring Looped one into right field in front of Richie Zisk, who was playing quite uh, deep that time. He's a bit shallower this time. Sparring right handed batter with, was with Wichita for 106 games this year, hit 252. Right handed batter takes a curve down low, ball one. The we'll windup up on the 1-0 pitch by Rutt. Curve right there, taking one ball and one strike. Pirates playing, staring straight away, and not too deep. Slider missing inside. Ball two. Two balls and a strike. Vic Harris started for the Cubs at second base, but had his problems. They've used a host of players there one pitch, swing did he go, it looked like he did, he in a field play, and they said he went around, well, Looker gets a strike out of it, and the count is two and two. First base umpire, Terry Tata, stating that uh, Swisher did go around on it, Jack Brickhouse, the voice of the Cubs for many years, stopping by to say hello, Cubs telecasting this one back to Chicago. Fastball down low on a full count of three and two. Lead off batter in the Cubs' fourth inning, Rob Spearing. And the Cubs out in front, four to one. In a game that means everything to the Pirates right here, means a lot to the Cardinals, too. Three two pitch, foul, back out of play. up in the payoff pitch to Sparing, line drive, left field, a base hit, and that's the fifth, uh, sixth hit off, Rooker, leadoff batter, number eight hitting, Rob Sparing is two for two off, Jim. Pirates have had activity in every inning but the second in their bullpen, and very active in that long first and some stirring again, Demery and I think Pizarro will start the throw. Russell, the possibility of a bunt here. Hebner shortens at third base. Kirkpatrick will hold at first. The pitch and it is bunted off the first base side. Sangin picks up, throws, he got him at first base. Sangin a little bit late coming out of the shoot there because they were bunting and running on that play. The runner broke from first base, sparing, and on the bunt run they moved him into second base. Now Jim Marshall playing... Flat out baseball here tonight. Getting every run he can. Leading 4-1. Monday is the batter. The sacrifice going 2-4. Moving, Sterling into second base. Now Looker again. will pitch from the stretch with a runner in the scoring position. Monday walked and bounced to shortstop. Left-handed batter leads the Cubs with 20 home runs. Rooker gets the sign, checks the runner second, and the pitch underway, right on the corner, taking stack one. Good slider by Rooker. The one delivery, underway to Monday, looped into center field, tough play, Oliver coming on, he can't get it, it's a base hit, and moving to third is sparing, he'll hold right there. Throw cut off by Ed Kirkpatrick. Looker bang for his second hit in this inning, seventh of the ball game, and Kessinger will be the batter. We mentioned Pizarro and Demery throwing in the Pirate bullpen. Looker's had uh, excellent ball games in the month of September. The two big games against the Cardinals here at in St. Louis, both times picking up complete game wins or took it into overtime. But tonight, roughed up a bit here. Seven hits into the fourth inning. Bucks are back for two. With only one out here, we need to double play off Kessinger. He sprays the ball around. Fastball moved away, ball one. I would imagine the cold temperatures like this, tough getting the feel of the ball. The finesse is not the game, which it has to be, pitching. A 1-0 pitch, right there, taking strike one. Fastball, just caught the corner. Ricker has had a below 500 Major League mark, 46 and 61. But he really didn't develop into a pitcher, and he has stated so, until he got over here last year. Well, one one pitch. They're squeezing in a pitch out. They get the runner at third base and they're going to tag him down. Hebner's going to run him back and he throws to Sanguin. Almost missed the play. But Sanguin does get him. Well, they pitched out. A very good call by Sanguin and Hebner kept running a runner, sparing right into Sanguin and he almost ran him across the plate. Sanguin had to dive to tag him. At the other runner, Mundy moves into scoring position and as we mentioned, Marshall doing everything he can do here tonight to get a run But San and made the right call that time when the pitch out Nails the runner sparing two to five to two For the second out of the inning and the count is two balls and a strike on Don Kessinger Monday at second base in a four to one ball game the Cubs lead But a heads-up call by Manny Muddy with a big lead at second base. The pitch underway to Kessinger. Pops him up in the infield and they're going to get out of it. Tavares drifting back will make the play at shortstop and that'll retire the Cubs. The credit back to Manny Sanguian with a quick call on the pitch out on the suicide squeeze play. They nail spearing and it gets Rooker out of the inning. No runs, two hits, no errors, one left and we'll go to the bottom of the fourth inning the Cubs are out in front, four to one. Your baseball host now is Joy. Nature's high protein food for dogs. Higher in protein and a still less than most other brands. Stagel struck out in the second inning, leads off the fourth. He hits one foul out of play into the crowd on the third base side. Strike one. Well, he has, uh, hit a bit of a slump here since the injury Saturday in New York. And then he had trouble with his left knee. Fastball away, one ball and one strike. Good. He wants to play. And his big bat has been a very big one for the Bucks all season with 25 homers, 96 RBIs, change-ups, swinging in a miss, strike two. He is doing a job on Oliver and Stadgill so far. Russell, but the log on him the last couple of times out, he has been plagued with blushing and had the lead. The one-two pitch, and it is just outside, turned the ball over, two balls, two strikes. Bill Bonham did a whale of a job here the other night for the Cubs, and then it took a great effort by Keeson to beat him 2-1. The 2-2 pitch. He swings and misses. Did he swing? They say no, he didn't go around. They said he did go around. They better throw the first base now. Because the ball was dropped by Swisher, Stregel, for the second time, chases the ball into the dirt for his second strikeout. Now, Russell throwing a good off-screen pitch, and he's had Oliver and Stregel lunging for that thing. Picked up Al on the strikeout in the first, then Sturgill in the second and fourth inning. As I mentioned before, Russell has dominated us this year with three wins. And two of them complete game outings in Chicago. He's back on his game again tonight after we racked him in Chicago earlier in September. Curveball taken by Zis strike one. Richie walked in the second inning. The Cubs lead four to one. 0-1 0-1 delivery. Grounded weakly back to the mound. Russell bobbles, picks up, bobbles, picks up, throws. He didn't get him. He had that ball three times. I don't mean to be critical of the guy fielding a ball, but you play with your son in the backyard, you hit the ball about that hard to and you don't want to hurt him. And that's exactly what happened, but Russell somehow dropped the ball and then got a little bit anxious about trying to pick it up. He still had a lot of time because Zisk is certainly not a fast runner, but Zisk, finally did beat the play after he dropped it for the third time and picked up and threw late. Now an error charged to the pitcher, Rick Russell. San Diego, popped up to second baseman Rob Spearing his first time up as a batter, Manning hitting at 283, seven home runs he's driven in 67. The look at first base, the pitch hit us inside off the elbow of San ball one. Cubs got four runs in the first inning. The aid of a pirate miscue, and also four hits. Just leads from first. The fastball taken by Manny right at the belt again. The count of one and one. Russell working sang in on the last two pitches, right on there off the inside corner. The one one delivery. Looped into center left field, back goes Kessinger, he can't get it, base hit. This is going to come to third, there's a play there. no. It's in the second base, San Diego's trapped off. A throw to first, not in time, he didn't make it. Skaritan had a play at first base, but he didn't throw, and some Diving back head first, is in the first base safely. Hey, you got to, you can't believe a last two hit. Zips got the thumbs, back to the mound, and... Russell dropping the ball three times, and this time Saggien ended on the fist. Hit it softly over the head of Madlock in the hole at shortstop. Kessinger go for the ball. He couldn't come up with it. The ball died out in left field, and on the second surface, that's some kind of a mean trick. Cardinal made the play on into second base, and Saggien had the hustle back into first base. You now the Bucks have runners at first and third, with only one out to try and run at the plate And Red Kirkpatrick. He got the bucks out in front last night against Tom DeTorey. Just missing a home run down the right field line and then doubling. Morales giving way in right field a good 80 feet off the line. A lot of room down there for Kirk Patrick if he pulls it. The pitch to the Fly ball offfield. field. Zisco tag and caught him. An out. Can't get to the ball. It's foul style. A long run for him, but he couldn't make it. It bounced on the warning check near the Cub bullpen. Getting alive here, chanting, let's go, Bucks. They're down four one, but threatening here in the fourth inning, with the aid of an error and a blue single by Manny Sanguin, They have mounted a ball hard yet off this guy. They have had only two hits, a check swing by Rucker, and the ball hit by Sangean right off his stone. The L1 pitch underway to Kirkpatrick. Fly ball to center field, Monday. Not too deep and coming on too is Morales, he'll make the grab, Monday does. Zisk is coming, to throw is true. He is safe. Now he's out at the plate. There's going to be a whale of an argument here. Kibler rolling him out at the plate and everybody is on him. Zisk, Murtaugh, Tavares, Skinner and Kirkpatrick too. Kibler jawing with Zisk at the plate. Zisk went by him, grabbed the plate with his hand and Murtaugh trying to keep Zisk away from him. Tavares now arguing with him, too. We're going to lose if you don't win those, but a great throw by Rick Munding. Is this not the fastest runner? But he was out at the plate, and we don't get a run. No run. One hit. One error. One left. And we've completed for and the Cubs lead four to one. the crowd still showing their displeasure as you can hear in the background at the call by John Kibler he's not the most popular man in Pittsburgh It probably is in St. Louis right now the throw by Monday was true it's right on the money. he can throw well and the ball wasn't hit uh, too deep it was medium depth but you had to take the shot at it with the bottom five of the line is coming up and Zisk who doesn't run that well almost beat the plate the plate he thought he did but uh, he didn't count John Kibler made the call, and the double play gets uh, Russell out of it. Now the Cubs lead 4 to 1. They had a replay back in Chicago, and Bob Prince uh, talking with Guido DeLeo, and the ruling, I believe, is now that John Kibler missed the play. The replay showed
1: on the Chicago telecast, and they can only show it back there, is that Richie got his hand in there, and the tag was made up on his shoulder, Nelly. So, that's the way she goes, and uh, it's still 4-1, and here's Cutter and, and the fans here are very upset with Mr. Kibler. Cutter singled and drove in the run, and grounded out to the first. These are
0: tough games for umpires too. It wasn't a very easy call at all. It was a very difficult call. Mm-hmm. And it's a very difficult call out in a ballpark like this. Curveball
1: hammered to short, coming up to best from the hole. Strong throw. He got it. Great throw by Tavares from deep, almost in behind third to get the runner. He made a whale of a play in that one. Here's Madlock. Oh, these fans are not going to let Mr. Kibler up now. They're really on him. I was watching inside with Red Smith and... Oh, Jerry Holtzman and Jack Brickhouse and all the others. The replay is not available here to the curve for the ball. It is showing back in the Chicago area where they report that uh, Zisk got his hand in there and that the tag was high, but he's called out and that's all you're going to do about it. Medlock, swings and bounces one up the middle and it'll get on through for the base set. An infield single in a while. question is a tough one one ball and no strikes the runner at first is Madlock. delivered to swing and he tell hocked it one ball and one strike to Morales Morales claims that he never copied Willie Mays although Willie Mays was his idol he wears his number 24 he tries to catch a baseball like him and everything else one ball one strike delivery and he grounds it sharply to send it up on to Tavares for one on the first in the dirt Tavares throws it away Morales turns, and they're going to tag him, and safe, because they said he didn't make a move. Now the fans are roaring at first base, and that's a very good call by Tata. Morales made no move whatsoever to go up towards second. He was merely turning around and coming back to first base. That's a very good call, no question about it. Madlock is out. Four to six, Morales. On the force out at first, and here's fans on top to short and single to left. Cubs leading 4-1 here in the fifth inning. FanZone's first hit in this ballpark with a home run. Rooker with a man aboard and two down here in the fifth. Cubs leading 4-1. Checks his runner, comes to the plate with a curveball and a call strike.
0: play, ball You think you had to get two on that ball, and yep. Frank just had trouble getting the ball out of his glove. We missed two good double play balls here.
1: Yep, they've been costly.
0: Curve outside the ball. That
1: first inning cost us a run. Two runs. Ball one and strike one to fans zone. Rooker again ready. Comes down with a fastball inside. Ball two. Two and one. Mr. Kevler knows where he is. He's about like I was doing a ball game in Brooklyn one day when the late umpire called Roy Campanella out. Oh, brother, here's a pitch, and he fouls it back. Deacon Delmore ruled Roy Campanella out at second base. When he was a sitting on it and Grote was four feet off the bag trying to get the ball. And I never saw 35,000 people or however many were there that day erupt with as many handkerchiefs and really go after the umpire there. A constant barrage. But they uh, they know those that's part of the trade. Two balls, two strikes, the fan zone. Rooker goes to first and uh, Morales is back. I think right now, Bob, that.
0: John Kilbrick could get an invitation to the Knights of the Cauliflower Rear, couldn't
1: he? He might make it. I don't know. Bob Highland. yeah, he might say. Hyland would. He's running it. There's the ball up uh, blocked by Sangay in ball three. The Knights of the Cauliflower Air is a great organization in St. Louis. They have irregular conclaves. Bob Hyland is one of the big fellows from KMOX along with Mr. Gussie Bush. I wouldn't have to think Mr. Uh, Kevin make a fine speaker over there. Three balls, two strikes. <laughs> Cardinals ought to love it. it would sure buy his meal, wouldn't it? Yep. The runner at first, Morales, will be taken off. And the ball's swung on and missed. He stuck him out. Well, Rooker has his third strikeout. No runs. And one hit, no errors. And one left. And we go to the bottom of the fifth, four to one, Chicago. has been called the left fielder cardinal has come in and is showing something that was thrown at him and uh he has asked that this uh, be cleaned up out there whatever it was and i would hope that our fans don't here in pittsburgh do what's happened in new york now come on let's play this thing the right way don't take out your ire on the chicago cubs because of an umpire's ruling they're calling time to go out and clean up the mess out there, but somebody let something fly for four now,
0: an You can hurt him and kill him for goodness sake. I don't know. People in the ballpark, if they see somebody throwing, they ought to just take it in their own hands to tell a, a attendant up there, and usher or somebody, and run those people out of the ballpark. Just destroying a night for everybody else. A big bottle of glass, a glass bottle rather right crashed out there, and he had the... The neck end of it, it looked like a
1: pretty good-sized jar. Well, if it had hit him, it could have severely injured him. Now, let's not get into that, folks. It's <laughs> the first time I've seen this happen in this ballpark, so don't just because of a call going against us take it out on the opposition. Cardinal is not at fault in any way. Now, you can do better than that. You know, the game is being delayed while they're cleaning up the glass. And what have you. Tavares and Rooker and Senator to be the batters when we get organized. So while we have a moment, I don't know what you're going to do in the Cardinal Network. Whistle Dixie if you want, but we're going to pause 20 seconds here in the east for our local stations. This is Bill Steinbach. Every weekday at 5, along with the entire KDKA radio news team, we bring you up to date on everything happening in the world on 60 to 6. Sports with John Signa and reports from all over the world let you know everything that's happening. That's 60 to 6, Monday through Friday on KDKA Pittsburgh. Something special. They're still cleaning up the debris in left field. And, we ought to have it ready. Now let's pause for station identification on the Pirate Cardinal Baseball Network. All
2: the good sports are <laughs>
1: All right, Russell now may be allowed some more time to warm up here due to that delay. Tavares will be the batter he walked and scored in the third. Russell is being allowed some extra tosses here. And he says he's ready, so Tavares stands in. He walked in the third, and then Rooker singled for our first hit. And then uh, he scored on an infield out by. Him. Now they're explaining telling uh, Tavares where the batter's box is. They wiped out the lines. We got a little spark or two going around here. Russell delivers. He's inside. Ball one. Four to one, Chicago. Here in the fifth. Cardinals and uh, weathered out up in Montreal. Go tomorrow if the game's necessary. Ball outside 2 0, and it'll be necessary if the Cubs win it for them to play their game. Ball two and no strikes. Russell again ready in the 2 0 to Frank. In there, 2 1 count. 2-1 pitch is off The third base side is going to curl out foul, I think. No, yes, it does. The last moment goes down the line, goes out foul. That was a beauty. He had a base hit for about 45 feet, and then it just, they let it roll, and it kept on rolling, and it went with the seams and went out. So the is ball, to strike two. The ball hit by Kirkpatrick in the fourth inning with Richie Zesk over at third base. It was out in the center field and Mundy fired a bullet to the plate and just sliding in and watching it on the TV, it did appear, but I can't say for sure that he was tagged up on the shoulder because he came in sliding head first almost and got a hand in there. And the umpire called him out and that occasioned a way of an argument inside ball three on the replay which is available only to chicago they say and we have no way of really bearing it out that he had his hand in there ball three strike two to Tavares, and here comes the pitch and it's blooped in the shallow right it's gonna get in there for a base hit morales looked like he was fighting the lights in the third. Well, let me put it this way in all sincerity. If we are to lose the game, it won't be because of that call at home play. That would have only been one more run, I'll admit that, but that's not where this game will be won or lost, my friends. There's been a lot of calls go both ways for the ball clubs down through this whole season. The only reason it's more dramatic now is that they think we got to win the National League East on it. Pitch to Rooker. Swinging a miss, strike one. Cubs have a couple of uh, lefty and a righty loosening. Get the glasses on them. Mel will see who they are. No balls on a strike. You got them?
0: Uh, Steve Stone on uh, the right hander and Ken Trailing the left
1: mm-hmm. Madlock is up even with a bag at third. Rooker did not indicate a bunt first time, the old one. He swings and loops a foul out of play to the right. Man, there are all kinds of. Uh, best wishes along to Glenn Titchworth in the hospital doing very well he's at Central Medical Pavilion no balls two strikes to the batter Jim Rooker first base Tavares nobody out fifth inning Rooker tried to bunt and went through it for strike three so that's the fourth strikeout we'll bring up Randy Sanity walked and fly to center Chicago leading 4-1 here in the fifth The thing that Russell has to be worried about, like anybody else, is a cold night. Plus the fact he's on short rest, plus the fact the last time he pitched he had to leave in about the sixth inning with a booster on his pitching hand. He goes to first base, so almost throws it away, Fans on, Gets up high to grab it. Now, off center to waiting to pitch, and again the throw to first, and again to is back. Cubs scored four runs, two of them unearned, in the first inning. Pirates pick up one in the third. Now the look to first, the pitch. And Stennett bunts a chopper down the first base side, and Russell. No, they throw the ball away, and it's going in. And here comes the base around third. Here comes a throw to the plate. He is safe. is down here arguing a little bit now as uh, we've had this play. Let me give it to you again. Stennett running the ball off the first base side and Russell got it and he threw the ball right into the runner. Stennett while Tavares was on his way to third and as he threw the ball it got away. They ruled out down there at first base. That's why I don't understand how they can rule a base hit. They called him out down there at first, but the ball got away from Fanzone and went into shallow right field. Tavares kept right on coming, and he scored under a strong throw to the plate. And in the meantime, Senna went into second. So there's no run battered in. Allowed Tavares to score on a narrow charge to the pitcher. And put Senna up into second base. Quite a play
0: there. What was all the stuff? You had the glasses on him down there, Nelly. There was a bit of an argument as to where Stennett was running down the line in the base
2: path.
0: and I, I think he was trying to get a call, and he ran in front, but he actually hit the bag about the same time the ball got there, and he was on his side of the bag, and the throw was just right over the top of the bag. He didn't win the argument. Well, the trainer
1: came out there, too, and took a look at something like Swisher might have been accidentally binged a little bit. Now here's Hebner, only one out a run in the pitch Kevner slams it deep to left center but Mundy has room for it tagging is Rennie Stennett and draws the throw two down now the batter will be Al Oliver struck out and went out first base to pitcher so it's 4-2 now and a wild and wooly one and Oliver standing in with Rennie Stennett out at second and this crowd going wild as the Bucks are trying to fight their way back into the contest So, Russell checks for any standard at second. High to Al, ball one. On deck, Willie Stardwell, if Oliver keeps it rolling here. Russell checks at second, comes to the plate. Oliver watches outside, ball two. Stone and plating continue to loosen for Chicago. Well, so much is riding here for the Cardinals and for the Pirates. The Cardinals rained out tonight in Montreal. Play tomorrow if necessary. The 2-0 pitch. Oliver grounds it up the right side. Over goes second baseman. Sparing. He throws. They rule him out at first base on a great play by Sparing. He had to go way to the right and he made a fine play. Snapping his saw across while falling away from first base. So they get a run on two hits and error. The run is unearned and one man left. At the end of 5-4-2 Chicago. They're uh, making an announcement here asking the fans again to be more than fair don't take it out on the players just because you might be upset about a call at home play alright we're in the bottom third of the lineup Swisher sparing and Russell for the Cubs who lead 4-2 to two. Swisher fly to right and struck out in the third fly to right back in the first they put nine men to the plate in the first inning and that's pretty much the key to the game Monday walks Kessinger singled caught an L-single to drive in Monday. We played back for the double play ball and Madlock hit one that was a dandy for that purpose on one hop to third. A lot of the Cub fans are at a lot of the writer's spot that uh, Hebner should have gone home on the ball and uh, picked up the runner coming in, Kessinger. Cause they'd have had him dead. But instead, he went for the double play and he threw a sidearm sinker that threw for an error. And, uh, and that opened the gates for a couple of more runs. One ball, no strikes now to Swisher. Be that as it may, Cubs on top. one to the right-hand batting Swisher. The catcher takes the fastball outside, and it's 2-0, and Rooker turns his back to the umpire. He does not like that call. Ball two and no strikes. Low. All (laughs) three. There's a strike. Three and one. Now the three-one pitch. Popped into shallow center. Coming hard. Oliver going back. Stennett. And it's going to be Oliver to run it down in shadow center field. One down to Sparring, who's had a hot bat tonight. He blooped a single to right to drive in a run. And he single shot to the left field. So he's had a perfect night thus far. And just performed a fielding gem in the uh, fifth inning against Oliver. If he doesn't get over and get that ball, they got to run in. But he did. Not only did he get over there, he threw Oliver out when he went far to the right to grab one. Off the right side of the diamond. Sparing watching a tailing fastball away. Ball one. The outfield rather shallow to Sparing. One ball, no strike pitch. And a fly ball left field. Stodgel turns and goes back to the warning track. Gets under, two away. Now, Russell will come up. He struck out and sacrificed. Two down in the Chicago sixth inning. Four to two, Cubbies.
3: Sent it in to have a
1: word with the Rook. Quite a crowd on hand. Most of it a gate sale. In the last moment. Coming out to see if they couldn't see it nailed down. Curve, swinging a foul, strike one. Rick Mundy on deck. No ball, one strike, pitch to Russell. Swings off the curveball, fouls it away again, strike two. Here's the 0 and 2 from Rooker. Slice to right and going out, foul at the last moment, way down in the corner. That baby stays fair, he's got himself a base hit. Only one base because Zisk was over there quickly, and there's no way Russell could have ripped that into a double. No balls, two strikes. Zisk playing over toward the line, rather shallow to Russell. Rooker with two down, then on in the sixth inning. Comes in with a breaking ball. He misses this time. Ball one and strike two. Well, for any of the later, late tuners inners, we'll tell you that those that are tuning in late, that the Cardinals were weathered out tonight in Montreal. Well, they're just standing by to see what happens. If we win, they won't have to play tomorrow. One-two pitch. Strikes nope, foul If we lose, they got to play tomorrow. And then if they win, they got to come in here and we'll play on Friday at 1.05. And then whichever team wins that one will play the Dodgers. It'll be sitting there just laughing all the way. But that doesn't mean the Dodgers will win it. But whichever team gets in, if we got a playoff for the Cardinals, it has to be in the weaker position. One-two pitch. And Russell swings and misses. That's strikeout number four. So that retires the side and we go to the bottom of the sixth four to two Chicago okay now for the Pirates in the sixth inning Stajal Zisk and Sangayin Chicago four runs on eight hits and two errors the Pirates two runs on four hits and one error Pirates have one unearned run and the Cubs have a pair so you take the unearned runs out of there it'd be a two to one ball game pitch to Stardew, ball outside from Russell now the 1-0 Stardew flicks a foul to the left out of play count now 1-1 Willie batting at 3 2 has 25 homers, 96 runs batted in Rod Sparing is deep at second but they don't infield shift him the 1-1 from Russell long away on a curveball, 2-1 Ball two, strike one to Wilbur. Outfield straight away and very deep. Russell's 2-1 delivery to low, ball three. He's staying down, trying to keep Stargill in the park. He has struck him out, however, in the second and again in the fourth. Now up to a count of three and one. Russell on the 3-1 delivery. Has walked Stargill to lead the inning? That is the fourth walk. And the batter will be Zisk. Who walked and got aboard on an air. Now they're going to play this to pull the ball. Chicago leading 4-2. to Chicago the runner at first base. Big hole off the right side with fan zone holding. Sparing the second baseman way over towards second. The outfield swung way around to the left. Morales gives him about 70 feet of the line and a foul off a change curveball. Strike one. Fraling is up along with Stone again. Maybe now they switched off Stone. We'll double check. Dave Justy up for Pittsburgh. Looks like Oscar Zamora, the right-hander. <laughs> it is. No balls and a strike here to Zisk. The pitch. Swing and a miss off a hard slider. Strike two. Nothing into two to count. Willie really Stardula at first base. Held by Carmen Fanzone. Now the 0-2. And, and it's a bouncer up to the short shot. And Kessinger steps on second. Throws the first in there quickly to away. That's the third double play executed by the Cubs, but the middle one was hotly disputed. When uh, Zisk slid into what he thought was the third or second run of the inning, and he was ruled out, and that occasioned some argument. So Sanguian in now, popped the second and single the left. Russell twists, twirls, and Sange fouls out of play to the right. No balls, one strike. Two down, none on, sixth inning. Russell working on a four hitter. Sange swings on a high pitch and misses, strike two. the 0-2 Sangi trying to get out of the way of an inside pitch found it off to the right no balls two strikes bitterly cold here tonight in the mid 30s temperature expected there the night was over to drop down to the high 20s no balls two strikes Russell on the 0-2 and, and Sangi knocks it off the glove and up into center for a base hit Right off of Russell's glove up into center field, he's on. holding up, Ed Kirkpatrick. He's over two. He flied to center field in the fourth inning. This tag, and when he came in, he was ruled out. Chicago telecasters say on their replay it showed that he was safe, but that doesn't mean anything. He's out. So Kirkpatrick standing in. That's the fifth hit of the ball game given up by Russell. Sanging off first, held by Fanzone. The pitch, swinging a miss. Strike one. Straight change that time by Russell. No balls. One strike. Here's the all-in-one. And he bounces it right back to Russell. He jammed him. Who throws him off the first base side, and the inning is over. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. At the end of six innings of play, it's Chicago
0: 4 and the Pirates 2. The well, final innings of today's game, or the nice game, will be sent to your way by Iron City Bureau. When you're really ready to pour it on, pour on the irons. Cropper, taking no-nonsense and for a very apparent reason that somebody could get injured, has announced that this game will be in danger of forfeit to the Chicago Cubs, if people in the left field area continue throwing things on the field. And those things have been glasses and bottles before. It's the first time we've had anything like that. But if you're sitting near anybody and you see him throwing something, grab them and take them out to somebody. Rick Mundy leads off the seventh inning. He'll be followed by Kessinger and Cardinal. I tell you, umpires don't lose baseball games for you. Murtaugh said that. And that's the truth. Mundy with a single and two at-bats. He walked in the first inning and scored the first run of the game. Checks a fastball inside, ball one. Rooker in a gutty battle after that first inning. 200 runs, and he's been battling ever since. Curveball away, and the count of 2-0. Pirates have not been able to do anything with uh, Rick Russell tonight. They've had only one solid base hit, and that was St. Guillaume's, and that one just got up the middle against Kessinger and uh, second baseman Rob Sperring. That's the kind of game that Russell has pitched here tonight. Bow on one pitch, lined up the middle, a base hit by Monday. he is two for three. Now Rooker again will pitch from the stretch. He has retired the Cubs in order in the second inning and the sixth. Every other time, he's been looking at a runner in the scoring position with the exception of the first one. He only had a runner get as far, or in the fifth draft, he had a runner get as far as first, and that's all. But he has shut the door since that first inning. Kessinger up, be alert for anything with this situation, a good hit and run, man. Might be a pretty good speed at first base. Kessinger one for three. He's hitting away and fouls it back out of play. Jim Marshall, a manager, comes in to talk with Kessinger midway between third and home plate. Kessinger and Billy Williams, the lone veterans remaining from the Cub ball club that was there in 1969, they cleaned house. They have 11 or 12 rookies on their ball club this year. They played the Cardinals well in that recent series, and they're doing the same thing to us here in this three-game set. 4-2 lead for the Cubs, the pitch underway, Kessinger looks at a pitch up high, one ball and one strike. Pirates loosen Juan Pizarro and right hitter Jim Mitchell. Rooker, the pitcher, would be the second batter up in the seventh inning. A similar situation we had going last night against the Cubs when they took a lead off Royce in the seventh inning. But look at first. A long pause, the pitch it is bunted off the first base side, picked up by Kirkpatrick makes the tag and moving into second base, Rick Mundy. The sacrifice, not assisted by first baseman Ed Kirkpatrick, but a runner into scoring position, Cardinal now, and Madlock will have the shot at scoring him. Cardinal singled and drove in a run in the first inning. He has bounced to first, out unassisted in the second, and grounded out the shortstop in the fifth inning. Cubs with nine hits, the Pirates with five. And the Cubs lead four to two. Rooker can ill afford to give up any more runs. He's stranded runners in the third, fourth, and fifth inning. Now they'll have to do it again. Rooker has a sign. Checks Muddy. The pitch underway. Hopped into shadow left field. It's going to be trouble. Scargill coming on. No, he's got time to get under. He's got it. That ball carried a bit farther than it first appeared as Cardinal hit it off his thumbs, but got it out deep enough for Starge to make the grab. Two down, Muddy's still at second base, and Madlock will be the batter. Hebner made a damaging error in the first inning on a ball hit by Madlock, a double play ball, threw wildly in the second base, stunted a bit late getting over there, too, and the combination of that gave the Cubs two 200 runs in the first inning. And that's the difference in this ballgame right now. The Cubs lead 4-2. to Nedlock one for two, one for three on the night. He single his last time up, just up the middle. Down on the end of the bat, Stockley Bill, right handed batter, a rookie, the pitch underway. Swing and a foul. He tried to hit it right out of here. Strike one. That one off the chest protector of Sangian. Bitterly cold evening here for baseball, about 37 degrees. But the pennant race bubbling over with the Pirates needing a win for a Cardinal loss to pick up their fourth Eastern Division title. Cardinals were rained out tonight in Montreal. The count of 0-1. Rooker's pitched to Madlock. In there, taking the strike two. He caught him hooking.
2: Well, Rooker could use
0: a big strikeout right here to get out of this one on deck batter, Jerry Morales. But two down, Rooker goes to the back of the mound, off the mound and hitches up his belt. No belt, but just hitches up his pants. Days of the belts in baseball, a long guy with double knit uniforms. Monday at second base, Rooker's staring in, gets the sign from Sagi, and the count of 0-2, and, and the pitch. He jammed him, and it's popped to second base, then it makes a play, an easy looping ball, and Rooker again gets out of it. Looker has pitched a very gutty ballgame since that first inning. He's been in trouble, but has worked his way out of it every time. And we'll go to the bottom of the seventh. The Cubs lead 4-2. to two. The crowd standing for the seventh-inning stretch, and Tavares will be the lead off batter. We'll pinch hit for Rooker as Dave Jesse starts the loosen in the Pirate bullpen, along with, uh, looks like, John Morland. Tavares has walked in single, and he has scored both of our runs, and his speed has been the difference in both of those
2: runs.
0: He walked. Went to second on a single by Rooker and moved to third on a fly ball to shallow center field and then scored on the ground out. He hits the third base. Madlock short hops the ball. He's got him at first. One down. All right, Mr. Russell has done a job on the big butt bats tonight and particularly Hebner, Oliver, and Stardjohn. Hebner has been the only one to get the ball out of the infield off him. And that's the secret of his pitching tonight. The ability to get out the big bats, the left-handers, Hebner, Oliver, and Stardjohn. Oh, Popovich will pinch hit. He got the Bucks going last night in a situation similar to this with a triple in the seventh inning. He pinch hits for Jim Rucker. Now Rucker, the pitcher of record for the Bucks, Trailing 4-2. Popovich batting at the 220. No home runs driven in five. The pitch by Russell. Fouled and just beneath our broadcasting booth, strike one.
2: Russell's 0-1 pitch, Blowing
0: away. One ball and one strike. The attendance tonight: twenty-two thousand seven hundred and twenty-five. The one one pitch by Russell, swinging and a miss, strike two. Russell lifetime against the Bucks is five and six. He is three and one this year. He leads 4-2, the 1-2 pitch, up high, two balls, two strikes. The windup. up the 2-2 pitch, routed weakly to second base, Rob Sparling's got him at first, two down, and that'll bring up Renny Stennett. Pirate-bats have not been stifled this much in a long, long time. And this guy is pitching one whale of a ballgame. There has not been a difficult out. And as I said, the only well-hit ball. And that one really just up the middle by St. Off the glove of the pitcher. Stennett grounds the shortstop. Ben Kessinger, an easy play. The Bucks go down without any noise in the seventh inning. And we've completed seven in the Cubs' lead, 42. The new pitcher for the Pirates will be Dave Justy coming in the eighth inning. He'll be facing Morales, Fanzone, and Swisher. Rooker, when seven innings, gave up nine hits, struck out four, he walked two, and he gave up four runs in the first inning. Two of them, unearned runs, and those two runs now turn out to be the ballgame here. As we move into the final two innings, Justy set to work. Once again, here's Bob Prince. Okay, Nellie.
1: Let's see as we go into the eighth inning. Rooker will be on the hook for it, but uh still got a couple of innings to go. Morales fans on and Swisher. We Just wish a happy birthday to Bobby Robertson, who last night was a big hero. When he popped home run out of the ballpark to win it. And Justy was the man that was the recipient of the victory. Well, Morales standing in, he beat out a base hit on the ball that skidded to the right off the glove Rennie any to drive in a run back in the first inning. He walked in the third, and he bounced into a force play in the fifth. So they're going to play him to pull. Dusty peering in now to get the sign and it'll wind up the pitch. Breaks it outside, ball one. Morales fans on Swisher. In the Cub eight. Cubs lead four to two. Here's the one-o pitch. Right there for a call strike on the outside corner this time. Ball one, strike one. the 1-1 delivery, and he's in there again, strike two. What an article in this week's issue of the Sporting News by Leonard Coppett. He's dead against the expansion of ball clubs on the roster side anytime during the year. Morales strikes out swinging on the pawn ball. In other words, he thinks that it's a 25-man game once you cut down some spring training and it ought to remain that way right through the season. His argument is that you bring up a lot of guys that you never get a chance to see and nobody knows anything about them and they might win or lose a game for you and then you go right back down to the 25-man roster. There's a swing of a miss by fans on when you get into the championship series and the world series. So he argues that it is not right to bring up well on our case fellas like Mitchell Jimenez and keep on going the same with Chicago and the Cardinals have got a ton of them themselves all in one pitch bounce foul past Jim Marshall at third strike two no balls two strikes in the eighth inning fans on the batter Jay justy in relief of Rooker Rooker was batted for now the 0-2 pitch and it's hit foul off third again there was one stage when the Pirates had a fairly good lead on the Cardinals and a couple of things happened that really hurt them one was that Doc Ellis had his hand broken and he'd been winning he'd won nine in a row he was going great and at the same time that occurred Justy was out with a bad back and those two losses at that critical point about three weeks ago made a great difference the 0-2 pitch high ball one but that's all part of baseball. One ball to strike delivery to Fanzone. Struck him out. That's strikeout number six. Second for Justy. And the batter will be Swisher, who's 0-3. for 3. Fly to right, struck out swinging, and fly to center. Push a right hand batter, they play him the pull. Justy peering in for the sign, bends and comes down. Right on the outside corner with a slider. No balls in the strike. Chicago leading 4-2 here in the eighth inning. Rooker right back, palm ball, swing and a miss, strike two. I mean, Justy. right on the outside corner with a slider no balls in the strike Chicago leading 4-2 here in the 8th inning Rooker right back palm ball swing and a miss, strike two I mean Chesty
2: 22,725
1: here on a very frigid night ball no ball two strike pitch and he just missed outside and Justy's staring at the plate umpire wondering what was wrong with that one ball one and strike two Mr. Kibler's had the ire of the fans on him pretty much tonight he's hanging right in there though ball one and strike two here comes the pitch Stuck him Mott swing Justy strikes off the side Three up and three down and we go to the bottom of the eighth and the score Chicago four the Pirates two well here in the eighth inning Russell comes to Hebner Oliver and Stoddleton if they keep it rolling Zisk and the fans realize this is where the Pirates gonna hopefully make a move Hebner is 0 for 3 but grounding to a 4,000 third that drove in a run Batting currently at
2: 2.92.
1: Rush working. Hebner smacks it off the right side, knocked down by Sparing. He throws him out on a great play. That guy, Sparing, has been some kind of second baseman tonight. That's about the third great play that young man has made. That looked like a base hit, but he railed it in there. Here's Oliver now. He was robbed back in the fifth inning by Sparing. He's 0 for 3. I am called center fielder Rick Mundy. Somebody threw something out in right field down by Morales. Bottle out there.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: I'm sorry to see that. This is the first time I've ever seen this happen in Pittsburgh. I've seen it happen in a lot of other cities, but never here. And uh, Morales is coming in off the field with the bottle. Oh, that's terrible.
0: I'm saying this, you've got to see somebody throw something like that from the upper deck you've to just get them by the scuff of the neck and take them out yourself if you're sitting there guys like that ruin a ball game for everybody else they're idiots I don't know what other words you could use for them
1: well right now Morales is walking off the field the umpire's trying to stop him, and it looked like Morales doesn't want to play out there for a time being I'll tell you one thing that can happen if you keep throwing it You can cause the game to be forfeited and won by Chicago, just that simple.
0: That announcement was made uh, two innings ago, Bob, by Art McKinnon, and uh, it's on the board once again.
1: Morales is coming in. He's not going out to right field. I can't blame him. The whole Chicago club is walking off the field. The entire ball club is walking off the
2: field.
1: That bottle narrowly missed hitting Morales in the head.
2: And unless you can
1: control it, you can uh, cost the Pirates a chance to win this ball
2: game.
1: Now the fans are really upset, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how upset you get. You cannot condone the throwing of objects that can injure somebody. There's just no sportsmanship at all about that. And I am ashamed had to report, this is the first time I've seen this happen, our Pirates have come out and have waved their hands to the fans, asked them to please stop that. The Cubs have left the field of play. They're not a one of them out there. So, the police are coming out, there isn't a thing they can do about it. The only thing you could do, like Nellie said, if you see somebody let it go from where you are, turn that person in. That's what happened in uh, New York. They turned them in over there and they stopped it pretty quickly. Now we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen here. All I know is that if the Cubs uh, don't come out and play and the umpire field they have just caused to not come out and play, we will lose the game on a forfeit to the Cubbies because somebody is dumb enough to throw a bottle. I'm not Probably mean the first time exactly they
0: been out here all year, too.
1: You know, an object like that, fans, coming out of the stands, you'd hit a ball where you could kill a man. And unfortunately, it's ruining it for about 22,723 people. Because they haven't, they've been great. Just been one or two. Now the Cubs are coming back out. But we don't see a right fielder out there yet. That's Morales. Oh, we'll see. Al Oliver is waiting to step in. They're still missing a right fielder. He's coming out with a hard hat on. He's going out into right field with a batting helmet on. I must say, I don't blame him a bit. Most of the people in right field out there are applauding Morales coming out, though. There are, really, ladies and gentlemen, 99 and 9 tenths percent of these fans here are not in favor of what's
2: happening.
1: All right, Al Oliver, the batter. One out, none on. 4-2 Chicago. Oliver takes it low, ball on. The Buccos need a bloop and a blast to draw even. One ball, no strikes. Here comes the pitch. Oliver hits a ball a mile to left field. Running hard as Cardinal. And he runs it down on a magnificent catch at the 340 mark. A great running catch by Cardinal down the left field line, right at the 340 mark. Yes, sir, that was a fine play. Here's Stardew, stuck out twice and drew walk. Chicago leading 4-2 in the 8. The first inning thus far has been the telltale. A walk, a single, a single, and a double play ball that was blown and a bad error that allowed two big runs to come in. Four all-told. Stardew takes a strike and he questions the call. Just with a stare and that's all. no balls a strike swing and a miss strike two I don't know what'll happen tomorrow in Montreal but let's say we lose this and Montreal should win somebody somewhere will write that the Pirates back into the Eastern Division championship <laughs> somebody can't miss that line here's the 0-2 pitch Roger goes down swinging and Russell has his fifth strikeout So at the end of eight innings, it's 4-2 Chicago. Dave Justy will work to sparing Russell and Mundy here in the ninth inning. Uh, At the Chicago Cubs on top, 4-2. Let me recap now what's going to happen here in the event the Pirates lose this game. So that uh, if you're just tuning in somewhere around the country, you'll understand. Tonight... Montreal and Cardinals could not play because of very inclement weather. And they're scheduled to go tomorrow, weather permitting, at 105. Or is it 12.05? And then, if Montreal wins the game, the Pirates are the National League Eastern champions and will start against the Dodgers Saturday. If Montreal loses, that is, the Cardinals win it, they'll then come to Pittsburgh. Ball outside this bearing, and the Pirates and the Cardinals will then play Friday at 105 to determine the National League champion and the winner of that game will then go on to play the Dodgers in their respective park, here in Pittsburgh or in St. Louis depending on the outcome of Friday's encounter one ball one strike and a foul back by sparing sparing's had a, a run driven in and two at bats and three at bats with two hits has sparkled in the field brilliantly as has cut and Allen on left one ball one strike to the right hand batting sparing Yes, he swung one and two. He looks like he could be the answer for Chicago's second base problems, Nelly, He,
0: he has played the best game I've <laughs> seen him play. And he, as you said, he made three outstanding plays. That one on heaven was really good.
1: One ball, two strikes to Rob. He goes down swinging and just has struck out four in a row. That's eight strikeouts. Here comes Russell, who's 0 for 2, sacrificed in between two strikeouts. All the scoring for Chicago went in the first inning when they put nine men to the plate, and two of the four runs were unearned. The Pirates scored in the third an earned run, an unearned run in the fifth. So taking the errors out of the game, the score should be 2-1 to one Chicago. But it's 4-2. to two. Chicago, Russell. Awaiting the pitch. Grounds it down to the shortstop. Tavares backhands the ball from the hole. Throws low. Kirkpatrick holds for the out. I'll say one thing, that Russell ran it out. That was a bang-bang play at first base. All right, two down to Rick Mundy, who's been a batting star. This is the highest he's ever hit in the majors. He's uh, batting at about 295 right now. And his 20 home runs, a career high for him also. He has two hits and three at-bats. He's taking lots of time, giving Russell a little more breathing room. Rick walked in the first inning and scored, grounded a short, then singled in the fourth and again in the seventh. He had 26 homers uh, that last year, but this is uh, 20 this year. But he has a high batting average that he's ever had in the majors at 294. So Justy, with two down, comes to him with a palm ball. He's upstairs. a ball, one ball, and no strikes. Chicago leading four to two. Justy quickly back with a breaking ball. He's high to Rick, 2-0. Oh. Where Russell has controlled things, he has stopped Hebner, Oliver, and Stodgel, And I mean has stopped and Zisk and stopped them cold. There's a strike. Hebner has had uh, only one ball out of the infield and it went 0 for 4. Oliver is 0 for 4 and had one ball out of the infield. Stodgel is 0 for 3 and struck out all three times. Foul back. Resist. Module is 0 for 3 and struck out all three times. Foul back. Resist. He's been up just three times. Walked once, got on in an air, and hit into a double play. Where the damage has occurred, as far as Russell's concerned, is with Tavares up there. Where he's walked and scored and Singleman scored. Two balls, two strikes, two out, none on, ninth inning. 4-2, Chicago. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Into the dirt. Dusty put a little too much on it. We'll pause for station identification on the Pirate Cardinal Baseball Network.
2: All the good sports are on. Pirate. <laughs>
1: Phil Negro just won his 20th game as Atlanta beats Cincinnati 13-0. Justy just just underneath the Monday, ball four. So that is walk number three. And brings up Cassinger, who's had one hit and three at-bats and scored a run. interesting to see the type of a lineup Cincinnati threw in that last game. Losing 13-0. Tonight the Cubs say goodbye to each other and go their separate ways. Pirates remain in town to find out what's going to happen tomorrow up in Montreal. Foul back. I believe it's Lynn McLaughlin for the Cardinals and it should be Rinko for Montreal. That'll be quite a matchup. No balls, one strike. pitch. Swing and a miss on a pound ball. Strike two to off the bottom batting Kessinger. No balls. Two strikes. Two down here in the ninth inning. Looking ahead to the Pirates ninth inning, they have Seth Sangin and Kirkpatrick, the scheduled first three batters. Nothing in two count to Kessinger. Monday off first base. All right, they pitched out. Monday wasn't going. If there was a pitch out, it seemed sure look like one. Ball one and strike two. And there's a slammer out toward right, towards Zisk, and he's got it to retire the side. So we come down to the bottom of the ninth inning, and Chicago's leading four to two. All right, Richie Zisk, the batter. Richie walked, got on in an air and bounced into a double play. The Cubs bullpen is up and firing. Russell. Getting a sign now. Delivers and just takes it outside. Ball one. One ball and no strikes. Next pitch, inside, ball two,
2: 2-0.
1: Sankey in the on-deck batter. Russell. two balls, no strikes. Starts his motion, the pitch. He's over low, ball three, and 3-0. And out to talk with his pitcher is Steve Swisher. So, Russell has gone to this 3-0. they the lead it off the ninth, and the fans are in a frenzy. Chicago leading 4-2. Russell has his sign, and here comes the 3-0 pitch. He walked them. That's the fifth walk. Right about here is the only time you could really say where in the fourth inning if they'd have called this safe it'd be a 4-3 game and the Pirates would have a bunch but they don't we're going to have Miguel delone run for this and every time he's gone in the run something has happened DeLonay D-I-L-O-N-E and he can fly all they're putting him in for is to help break up the possibility of a double play if Sangane should get a gap shot he could score Inside, ball one. to bring here. Russell having trouble. Sandy and pop to second. Single to left. Single to center. One and zero count. Russell comes to the plate. He throws a strike and it's one and one. Right over the heart of the dish.
2: <laughs>
1: Gidon a, short lead at first base. Rochelle on the 1-1 to Sanguian. Foul off the right side and out of play in a count of one ball and two strikes. Richie Zisk opened the inning with a base on ball. Need on A. Went in to run for him. Sanguian the batter. One ball and two strikes. Kirkpatrick on deck crowd in a roar here now here's the one and two to San Outside, ball two two balls two strikes again rush already deal it a short lead the two-two pitch ball three low this is unusual to see San go this far in the ball and strike count normally when he walks it's either an intentional walk or paralysis is set in three balls two strikes The long look to pitch foul back off a of fastball ball three strike two well this is what the game of baseball is all about isn't it on deck is Eddie Kirkpatrick 4-2 Chicago Delaunay at first The 3-2 to Sanguin he's running foul back that time we were hitting and running Delaunay had second base really pilfered, but it's of no value other than the fact that Sanguin had a base hit into the gap Delaunay could score and Sanguin could be in scoring position if he could get a bug on the rug which for you St. Louis fans means extra base hits ball three and strike two to Sanguin DeLonay a short lead at first. Sangin steps out. All right, we're ready to go now. Russell has the sign. And Delaney goes back into first base on a strong throw over there. Cubs leading 4-2 in the ninth inning. They open up with a walk to Zisk. They put in Miguel Delaney to run for him. Full count of three and two to San Sanguian. Delaney back in at first base. Time called as the plate of the first base umpire says he wants to put the bag back in position. That's Terry Tata. Ball three and strike two. DeLonay is short lead at first. He's running the pitch inside ball four. Oh, brother. Now the Pirates have two men on and nobody out. And Ed Kirkpatrick coming up. He's 0 for 3. And Kessinger's in the top to Russell. Jose Pagan is going out to say something to Miguel DeLonay. And out comes Jim Marshall. This is what
0: it's all about, Nellie. I'll tell you, what you hope to have happen here is that some sort of a change get away from Russell because the job he has done, we haven't hit a ball good off him all night. He has done a tremendous job, and it looked like he was pushing it a bit here, particularly against this. He aimed a couple of pitches on him. You get the ninth inning with a lead like this, and it's a big ball game. It doesn't mean that much. But Rick Russell knows what it means to fight. He knows what it means to... uh, St. Louis and you've got a lot of pride or you wouldn't be up here pitching in the Major League and I think he's just been pushing it a bit on that first batter, Richie they we're going to stay with him though well the same thing like
1: Mike Jorgensen said he said hitting the home run to beat the Cardinals last night was a big thrill not because it was the Cardinals, it's because it's the thing you're supposed to do to play this game honestly and to the best of your ability and the Cardinals and the Cubs and the Pirates wouldn't have it any other way Okay, Kirkpatrick to batter. Now, Sanguian is telling D'Lonay something. And you can bet Pablo in Espanol. Kirkpatrick the batter. Madlock comes up at third. on at first. Two men on, nobody out. 4-2 to score Chicago. Ninth inning. Russell delivers. Kirkpatrick squares for the bunt. Plays down a beauty. Russell comes up firing in time for the out. But the runners are at second and third with one away. Boy, what a beautiful bunt, and he almost bunted for a base hit. It was just bang, bang. And we're going to have a pinch batter, Dave Parker. i
0: tell you, he gets that butt out a little bit farther, he's got himself a okay. base hit. It was a well executed
1: bunt. It was a beauty. Well, Dave Parker coming in now, left-hand batter. Batting at 283, four homers, 28 runs batted in. The Pirates need a base hit somewhere out of the infield to tie it up. (laughs) Russell with runners at second and third and one out, working to the Cobra. The outfield deep and straight away. This guy has awesome power also. Here's the pitch.
0: High ball and... That turn ball, too. He didn't throw that one very good, Bob. He's thrown 18 all-run balls. Well, I'd
1: like to see him throw number 19. Mm. I know you folks in St. Louis wouldn't like to see it. One ball and no strikes. Here's a bouncer off his glove. That's the second base. They throw for the out, and a run scores. They get a great break on the ball bouncing off his glove up into the air where Sparring could get to it. If Russell doesn't get a hold of it, it's all over. Now, here's Bobby Robertson. And the fans hope he can do it again. I'll tell you, if that ball is up over Russell's head by about one more inch, the pass would have tied the game. There's no way they could have gotten to it. The out on Parker goes one, four, three. A scoring and San games at third. Bobby Robertson, the hero of last night's game with a two-run homer standing in. Batting at 230
0: 16 homers, 48 runs batted in. Seems like every game this month has gone this way or the last month of the season. Yep. It's been thrilling baseball.
1: Russia will wind up. The outfield way around to the left and deep. Pitch to Bobby Robertson. Swing and a miss. Strike one on the slider. Chicago leading 4-3. Here in the ninth inning with two down and San in at third. The Bucks need an errant play or a base hit to tie it up. And the long one would win it. Russell in the up, the 0-1 pitch. Upstairs. And Russell did not like that call. He thought he had a strike. Ball one and strike one came within a fraction of an inch of tying up the ball game. Just enough that he could deflect it. 1-1. Ball outside, almost threw it away. Pusher made a great save or the game would have been tied on a wild pitch. Ball two, strike two. He had not thrown him a fastball yet. Nope. Ball two and strike one. Same game at third. Here's the 2-1 pitch to Robertson high ball three and Russell is griping now with a plate umpire and he's all over Kibler
2: three
1: balls and a strike and now the swisher apparently is on Kibby too because uh, there's some John going on down there three balls and a strike here's the three one delivery to Robertson he calls a strike two and it's three and two now <laughs> well, I want to tell you, this is quite a ball game. It sure is. <laughs> ball three and strike two. Two out. Four three in the ninth inning. Pitch to Robertson. And a foul back. Bobby just got a piece of it. Russell opened up the inning by walking Zisk and Sanguin. Kirkpatrick bunted beautifully and just missed a base hit by a Nat eyelash. And that's where the story of this game is now then Parker batting for Tavares Get a chopper back over the mound and Russell just got enough of it to deflect it over the sparing for the out of the run score Here comes the 3-2 pitch to Robertson and it's another foul ball. No, he missed it They score from Sandy on in the throw to third. It's Robertson. The ball goes in the right field. We bagged the game. Robertson going to second base Well, how about that? <laughs> come out and ask everybody to be calm don't throw anything now let me recap this for you Robertson swung and missed strike three and the ball got away from the catcher Swisher and it'll be a strikeout a pass ball and then what happened Swisher appeared to be confused because he didn't throw right away Meanwhile, Sandian scored the time run. When Swisher did throw, he hit Robertson right in the back of the head. And the ball went on down the right field line, and Robertson went into second with the error. So you put down a strikeout, you put down a pass ball, and you also put down an error on the catcher, putting Robertson up at second. Now you move Augustine in to run for Robertson and you put Sangin in to score on the pass ball and the game is tied at 4-4 and the winning runners out at second and there's a big conference going on I think they're trying to say that Robertson was running out of the baseline again but he was running right smack dab down the line and there's no way in the world you're ever going to be able to talk him out of that you can talk till Heck pleases over but uh, the fans started to throw things and the Pirates came out right away and put their hands up and said hey now don't Get us fouled up in this game Now all the Cubs are out in the center of the diamond With the umpires with Jim Marshall and company. There's no Cub in the outfield And every Pirate has come out of the dugout bench and they're holding their hands up and say come on now fans Please Dodgel everybody asking them to sit down and behave themselves They're exuberant. Danny Murtaugh's come out. They're asking for fair play. At the same time, they're pleading for their opportunity to win a ball game. And I'll tell you something. This is unbelievable. Just watch. A ran for him. Sangui and watch. Kirkpatrick narrowly missed a base hit on a bunt, which was a sacrifice. Wait a minute.
2: We can be the losers,
3: and we can be the losers only.
0: We'll appreciate it if you'll stay at your Martin seat. Mark McKinnon said, I've been a
1: public address announcer he here for 35 years. years. Could you hear it all right, Bill? Thank you. They tune it in. Murtaugh's going down the line, asking everybody to please don't throw things. I, uh, I'm not gonna be critical to this extent, and 99% of the fans or more are for this game being played the way it should be played and somebody has apprehended somebody down below that did throw something and the security officers have gone in and grabbed that person most of the, now all of these fans with the exception of one or two are fair play fans, they want to see this thing done the way it should be done and it's sporting it for 99 and 9 tenths percent of the people, Murtaugh's walking all the way out in the center field saying, Please, come on, let's be fair about this thing. You can't ask the Chicago Cubs to go out there and get hit. I don't care. You just can't ask him to do it. They're playing a whale of a ball game, they're fighting the daylights out of us. They have no place to go in this National League race. They're playing with the pride of a professional athlete, they're trying to beat a team out of the championship, and that's the way this game should be
0: played, Milly, and no other way. That's the way it is played, and uh, you're right. I don't, I don't know what the fascination is with anybody, the mentality of anybody, that throws bottles out on the field anyway. Uh, it's a little lower than most animals, I would assume, but there are people like it, I'm sure. You cannot blame Jerry Morales or Rick Mundy or Jose Cradenal for fearing for their lives when they see things like that. And this city has never had this before. I don't know where they came from tonight, but out of the woodwork or something. Well, I'll tell you this.
1: I apologize on behalf of the city of Pittsburgh, to the Chicago Cub fans, and to the Chicago players. I truly do. I apologize for this deplorable act on the part of one or two people, and on behalf of the St. Louis Cardinal Ball Club and everybody else. It's a disgrace. And the funny part, not the funny part, the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, of the 22,000 here, I'll guarantee you, 22,725 people, I'll guarantee you 22,720 are good. There's just three or four of them that are the ones that are ruining it for everybody. Now, Augustine is the runner out of second base. And the batter's stent with one hit and three bat. The score is tied at 4-4. In the most unbelievable ninth inning you've ever witnessed or At least I've ever witnessed and I've been in this game 30 years Now Augustine at second if he's gonna get the base hit and the Pirates are win this I won't have to say anything to you. He'll hit snow by the roar All right, Russell ready the pitch Foul back just imagine the heartbreak of Russell. He struck out the pinch batter Robertson for what should have been the game retiring out and a pass ball the heartbreak of Swisher having the ball get away from him and then the delay of holding on to the ball and then when he did throw it he hits Robertson which allows Sanguin to score and Robertson to go to second with what now is the winning run in the form of Augustine here's the 0-1 to Stennett swinging a this strike two, and he's trying to kill it and the youngster's uh, adrenaline is flowing a little more than it ought to be well I don't know whether it ought to be and I think <laughs> it's flowing why shouldn't it be He's trying to kill it. Mine isn't at all. I'm the calmest guy in the group. Uh Uh-huh. No balls. Two strikes to Stennett. The pitch. He bounces one hopper back to Russell, who throws for the out. But I want to tell you, that inning showed two runs with not one base hit in there. And not one ball out of the infield. And one pass ball and one throwing error and one man left. And you can't tie a game up any more imaginatively than that. At the end of nine, we're tied up
0: 4-4. Well, we're going overtime in what is the final game of 1974. That's the regular season. There may be more baseball here Friday, and that's determined by what's going to happen in overtime. Raymond Hernandez will be the third pitcher for the Pirates following Dave Justy, who had another fine outing. He won two innings, gave up no hits, he struck out four, and he walked one. Randis came in yesterday, and he does not prefer to pitch in cold weather. But he has no preference here because the Pirates need his arm, and they need a good strong arm here, and he's been the veteran pitcher for them. He faced two batters last last night, gave up a single to Mundy, which Stardell made a very big play, throwing the runner out at the plate. And they gave up a triple to Don Kessinger that scored a run. He didn't fare too well last night. He'll go against Cardinal, Madlock, and Morales in the 10th inning. Three right-handed batters. Raymond Hernandez a native of Puerto Rico and as we said these temperatures are not conducive to Puerto Rican living just a wild finish Bucks have uh, put Miguel Delaney in the right field replacing Richie Ziss. Now the rookie gets a baptism under a very big ball game here it means everything Cardinal, a pitch by Hernandez is up high. Ball one. The temperature at game time was 38 degrees, and it hasn't gotten any warmer. The action has in the late innings here. An unbelievable ninth inning. Steve Swisher dropping the final strike for Bobby Robertson on a 3-2 pitch. It got away from him on the third base side of home plate, over toward the Cub dugout. He dropped it once, and that lost the ball game for them. or lost the tie rabbit is in there. One ball, one strike. Russell appeared to have it all wrapped up. But the Angels are flying around the outfield here. The 1-1 pitch. Ground ball up the middle. It's a base hit. On to the center field. Mendoza couldn't cut it off. And the Cubs come right back. And Ramon having his problems here. Has faced three batters in two nights and has given up three straight hits. Pirates losing Jim Mitchell and Juan Pizarro. Nadlock has had one hit in four at-bats. See how Jim Marshall plays it, the third base coach and manager. Wonder they'll be bunting with the on-deck batter, Morales. 4-4 is the score. We're in the top of the tenth inning in a game that means everything to the Pirates and the Cardinals. Swinging away pops it foul out of play down the left field line. They weren't bunting that time. Madlock that time was hitting away. Takes a look now at third base coach Marshall. Marshall's coaching staff depleted. Spangler has already left and Hank and Gary too. They are not coming back next year. Cardinal at first. A look over there. The pitch underway to Madlock. Ground ball to shortstop. And Mendoza gets the out of second base. And no play at first. Stem it through, but he had no play there. Not a very wise throw by Ronnie. But Kirkpatrick came off the bag to get it. They get the lead man, Cardinal, out at second base, four six to four, and Medlock on at first. The batter, Jerry Morales, single, drove and run in the first inning, walked in the third, on in the fourth play in the fifth, and Justy struck him out in the eighth inning. This guy, a good hitter, 15 home runs, driven in 82 runs. Madlock has had some ankle problems. He doesn't run with the speed of Cardinal. The pitch to the ground ball, right side, standing up to Mendoza, the out there, to throw the first double play. Well, the Bucks turn over their first double play of the night. They missed two previously. That really hurt them in the first inning. The one later, not so much, but they came back with this one. and Mendoza to Kirkpatrick for the out. No runs on one hit, no errors, and nobody left. We go to the bottom of the 10th inning, still tied, 4-4. The new pitcher for the Chicago Cubs is going to be Ken Trailing. That's all for Rick Russell, who pitched a world of a ball game here tonight. He gave up, uh, four runs, five hits, and to be quite honest with you, none of them were of any real authority at all. Sanghean hit the only one that went up the middle off the glove of the pitcher Russell, and that occurred in the sixth inning. The best pitching performance. We've seen Russell have, despite the fact that he shut us out in Chicago on a 12-hitter. He puts them with a wave of the ball game. Nine innings, four runs, five hits. He walked six, two big walks in his ninth inning, and he struck out six. And that six strikeout turned out to be the big one for the Bucks. Ken Curling is a new pitcher, a left-hander. He was uh, with the Chicago White Sox, and he came over in a Ron Santo deal. Fraling's record, six and eight, an earned run average of three point eight two. He beat the Pirates earlier this year, one to nothing in Chicago in very cold temperatures. Headley, the lead off batter, and the windup and the pitch underway by Frayling. He He's in there with a strike. Game number one hundred sixty-two. It's overtime. It means everything. What a season! The 0-1 pitch. Curve outside, one ball, one strike. A windup on the 1 1 pitch by Fraling inside on the corner, taken by Hebner, strike two. Curve ball. Hebner gave way to it. He hunted inside, and Hebner backed off. Fraling has thrown 11 home run balls, given up 149 hits and 125 in a third inning. The 1 2 pitch. And Hepner swings and misses strike three. Chased a very bad pitch way outside. Richie having a rough night here. First strikeout for failing, of course, the seventh of the ball game, and that'll bring up Al Oliver. This is where Russell dominated the ball game against the Bucks. Hepner, Oliver, and Saggio did not hit the ball with any authority at all. Fastball line to left field. It's a
4: fair ball down the line.
1: He looking you the so right. He was driving. He wasn't thinking out. anything but it out. He saw the ball bobble just momentarily,
0: as you called it in the left field. And did he bring it home? Well, we're going to have some interesting uh, strategy here. The Cubs, of course, need a double play someplace. What do you do here? You walk load them You load up the bases and take your chances. If that would be the case, they'd have to pitch the same Ian after they walk Sargill and the 12 The Cubs are loosening in their bullpen. Bob will take a look at that as Jim Marshall comes out to talk to Frehling. But Oliver went with a pitch to left field and he rifled it down there fair by about two feet. It cammed off the bullpen fence and caught an owl. Got a bad hop off the wall. And Oliver, as Bob remarked, high-tailed around second. He was going for three all the way. And he moved in there. The play was not in time to get him. And the Pirates are 90 feet away from an unbelievable victory here. After they appeared to be out of it Bob and a strikeout for the third out in the ninth inning. Yes, sir There's a funny thing. They say the ball game is never over to the final
1: out Tonight you see a ball game where the game was not over on the final out They struck out the man for the final out and they didn't get him because of the pass ball Now Nellie one other thing I want to remind the folks if we win this game I'll hold the microphone here for the moment you get down to the locker room and we'll have some pandemonium down there.
0: Go ahead and describe her, Nellie. We'll worry about that. I couldn't care less right now. We'll see what happens. We're going to walk Sturgill. An intentional walk in him. He will walk deal on A, And That's the only percentage play that the Cubs have. And Oliver made it all possible by his hustle, Bob, and moving into third base. Well,
1: he was running so hard going into second. And the moment he saw the ball start around from the 340 mark, as you described, as they're still walking Stagel, it couldn't have been more than a fraction that, that, that uh, what Cardinal had to do being a right-hand thrower was turn around and get the ball, then turn and throw to the third base, and that's where Mr. Oliver had made his move. It's Ford, yep. four to Willie mm-hmm. and
0: D'Lonnet now is not going to bat. They're going to bat Gene Climes in place of Miguel D'Lonnet.
1: The outfield, meanwhile, is practically another infield. They're way in. I can't believe this ball game. It isn't over yet, but I can't believe what I've looked at.
0: This season has been the most emotional up-and-down season I think I've ever seen. You've watched baseball Major League for 27 years, and this is just unreal, the way this thing is going. Sure is. Now they're going to walk climbs. Tell you one thing, we got a lot of speed on there. is pinch hitting for Miguel Delaney, and they're setting it up for Manny Sanguian. The bases will be loaded after the walk declines. You now, they got Oscar Zamora and Steve Stone warming out there, Nelly. A couple of right-handed pitchers listening, so more than likely, Jim Marshall will go to the right-handed batter to pitch to Manny Sagan with the bases loaded and only one out here in the bottom of the 10th, and everything wrapped up in the 1974 season right here. Okay, this is it. Scargo goes to second, climbs down to first on the walk. And Scargo coming back, wants to talk a bit briefly with uh, Cline's at first base. And he's reminding him, I'm sure, that if the ball is hit any place, make sure you tag second base. Right? Oh, very much so. Marshall's coming out again. We're going to see a right-hander. I saw
1: a ball game lost for failure of the man at first base to go up and tag second. Because you get excited in a thing like this and you get all exuberant and you figure a base hit Nothing to it, but unless you go up and tag second base, you've not taken the force off the play and uh, You could have some problems here. Well marshall talking things over I think so my now skinner's going out to talk to Stargell and The whole thing is setting up in the back again to the most unbelievable ninth inning When the final out was not the final out a strikeout then when Swisher had the fast ball come to him that now develops that he dropped the ball now he then went to pick it up and as he did that delay momentarily there cost him the opportunity to throw out Robertson and he hit him right in the back of the head and we got the break that the ball didn't hurt Robertson one and two went down the line far enough that we could get Sangin in to tie it up and Robertson go to second so now they're coming on with Oscar Zamora my goodness sakes how could you ask anybody to bring one down in 1974 any more finer than this. Now I'll remind you if we win it Nellie will make his way to the locker room and then I'll join him and I hope you brought some extra clothing with you Nellie because if you didn't you're going home soaked. I hope I go home soaked. We'll, we'll go home soaked.
0: Let's get around here. Don't worry not? about that when we get that one.
1: You're going to get it.
0: Oscar Zamora came in last night and paced one batter Paul Popovich who tripled over the head of Morales in right field, and then came on to score on a wild pitch by Dave LaRoche when he came on to relieve him. And you can imagine the pressure not only on Sanguin, but on Oscar Zamora. The bases are loaded, and he's coming on to pitch to Manny Sanguin. Zamora's record is three and nine. This is his 56th appearance, all of them in relief, and he has only walked 19 batters, and seven of those are intentional walks. So he's picked the right guy to come in with the bases loaded. He will not get behind and will not walk anybody, and you're going to have to hit the ball someplace. And Sangin is a tough guy to walk anyway, as you said. Mm -hmm. You're going to have paralysis has to set in for Mm -hmm. him to walk. Tomorrow we'll take, I think, one or two more warm-up tosses, and you'll hear this crowd come alive when it sets in. The base is loaded, the tie game 4-4, bottom of the 10th inning, and the Eastern Division Championship up for grabs for the Pirates if they can get a fly ball or a base hit. The Cubs will play the infield up. They'll play the outfield up. The only percentage play they had and it was all brought about on a triple by Al Oliver who hustled it in the three. He's at third. Skygels at second. Fines is at first base. Sank in. The pressure on his shoulders. steps in. He's had a couple of singles and a walk. In four times at back. Here's the pitch. Foul. Back out of play. Strike one.
1: I wonder what everybody's so excited about. Just another ball game, isn't it? That's what some people might say. <laughs>
0: oh, brother. The count of 0-1 from the belt, the pitch. From Weekly to third base and running to a score. The Pirates win the pennant. A base hit by Sankey and Weekly hitting the Pirates win the Eastern Division Championship.
1: Aren't they going wild down there, LA? Look at them tearing all parts. The fans are all over the ballpark. The Buccos have won the National League Eastern title with a 5-4 victory. Nellie's on his way down to the locker room and they can't get through. The Pirates can't get through the dugout. The fans are steaming all over the infield. The Pirates have won on an unbelievable situation. Absolutely unbelievable. With one out, Al Oliver wrapped the drive to left field and his hustle and his hustle along was a triple And then they walked Stargill and climbs intentionally and Sanguian hit a swinging bunt to third base The only play they were gonna have if Madlock could come up with a ball is to throw it home But they weren't gonna get Al Oliver and so the Pirates win it in an unbelievable fashion And we'll play the Los Angeles Dodgers for the championship of the National League Saturday afternoon And I don't know what time and I don't care right now one run on one two hits no errors and three left the Bucks win it 5-4 Well ladies and gentlemen, they are tearing this place apart I want to tell you They are tearing it apart Nellie King is working his way down to the locker room where I will join him for the celebration that will follow down there and we're gonna get soaked but it'll be worth it my goodness what a demonstration they're going hog wild out here the fans are rolling all over the field they're having a great time as the bucko's have won it five runs seven hits one error Chicago four ten and three the winning pitcher Ramon Hernandez and the loser is going to be frailing But I want to tell you about Rick Russell. My heart goes out to that young man, and my congratulations to him for pitching one of the most magnificent and courageous games under extreme circumstances, and only to lose it on a strikeout. And my heart goes out also to the catcher, Steve Swisher, for this young man fought his heart out and had a pass ball come about. And then when he went to throw to get Bobby Robertson, he hit him in the back of the head and thus the tying run scored and then with one out al oliver hit the dog gone to smack the left field and he had one idea in mind get the third and get the third he did and then they did the only thing else they could do they walked stodule and Kleins, and sangian hit a little top shot down third and the ball game is over oh my well i'll sign this part off and then you'll Rejoin us in the locker room won't you because this is going to be some celebration down there Our next broadcast will be when we play the Los Angeles Dodgers Saturday afternoon in the first of a five-game series for the championship of the National League Tonight's game was brought to you in part by your private land Chrysler Plymouth Theater Who has immediate delivery on America's number one selling compact by joy nature's high protein food for dogs higher in protein and still costs less than most other brands, and by Iron City Beer. When you're really ready to pour it on, pour on the iron. The Buckles are the Eastern Division champions by a score of five to four on the Pirate Baseball Network.
0: It's uh, locker room, and the guy that got the game-winning hit, Manny, let me talk to you a minute, can we? Snagy, he's got champagne all over his eyes, and he can't even see it. But you can talk, Sange. Some thoughts about that last time at batting that base hit. Well, now, you see, I'll tell you the truth. I have in my mind to bomb
4: because I know he's going to throw me a slider. So when I see the ball high the first time, that's the way I swim because, you know, I'm a high ball hitter and uh, he hung me the slider, but I wait two months. And the other picture, I was waiting for a slider. You see, I don't try to pull the ball. I just want to put it back in my, in the ball. What's some thoughts about Manny Sangin,
0: about 1974 and this season? It started so poorly and just suddenly caught
4: fire. It has to be very satisfying. Yeah, and I'm really happy because, you know, uh, I started this season slow when I heard my, my grip and my right thigh. And that really, uh, well, from there, you see, when I was strong, was late. You see, uh, like in June and August, and July was a little tired, but from there I put a
0: high in back. Manny, congratulations. Uh, were you concerned at all in that first inning? You got behind four runs. Rookie, no. Rookie has done this so many times this year where he's had a bad first inning and come back and pitch. So Yeah, he do a
4: couple yes, of times, yes. and uh, we know Rookie is a great pitcher like uh, Audi or other uh, uh pitcher for Pittsburgh, because if people used to say we don't have a good fishing and stuff and uh, we know how to pull. We know we do. You don't win without a good fishing. It took five years Dave to say that <laughs> thing. It took you
2: five
0: years. Dave, Jesse, you've been through this before, and Jim Hooker of course, it's the first time he's been here. Ed Kirkpatrick, too. Uh, some thoughts about you for the first time, Jim.
4: It's hard to I can't describe it. You know, it's just a feeling that you have to experience
0: to really describe it. I don't know how to say or what. I'm just so happy. You seemed very dejected that first
4: inning. I felt bad because I felt I let the team down, and you know, coming out coming out like that. This is a game that you know we went, it, we got it, and as it turned out, things worked out well. I'm just glad that I could hold them as long as I did. Uh, and give us a chance to come back and win the You've game. had so many
0: games like that this year. You had a bad first inning, and you just come back and shut the door. It's, uh, this park club's got a little character. Right. Well, you can't give
5: up. Just keep coming at them and giving your best and hope that it's enough to win the game.
0: Congratulations on a whale of a year, and the season still goes on. Right. Thanks, Nellie. Jim Rucker. Hey, Justy, uh, you've been through this. This is the fifth year now, and uh, I will take a lot of people's difference, though, I'll tell you that. It's just as exciting and thrilling as, as the first one in
3: 1970. But this, this year especially, I guess like 70, is that, you know, we were down and uh, we had to win three ball games against the Mets in 70, and uh, we had to win three ball games here against the Cubs. And
0: it's just a uh, miraculous uh, uh, last two innings there that we, we did score a couple
4: runs and, and won the ball game. What were your thoughts when Robertson struck out? Well, I was, I'm, I'm going back to the, inside the locker room. Where, you know, then I saw the ball drop and I took a, a right turn there, and then, uh, <laughs> Run, run, I said. About as high as I could possibly say it. And
0: uh, just just then, you know, the, the ball hit hit Robertson on the, on the shoulder, and uh, I knew we were, we were going to win the ball game after that. I just knew it. Somehow we we're going to win it. Maybe not that think but we we're going to win that ball game. How about personal satisfaction yourself this year? I, you know, uh, I admired you for many years, but I think this year was a particularly tough one for you. You you had a uh, lack of confidence. You lost your confidence early. And only you know the battle you had this year to come back. Uh, I'm kind of proud of what you did this year. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, Nellie, it's uh, one of those things where, you're right, you know, I did lose my confidence,
3: and it's uh, you not know, bad, isn't it? Well, it really is. It was for me. Uh, I was thinking all kinds of things being traded and and uh, not helping the ball club, and we're down in the doldrums, and I knew if I could get back on the track, I can help the ball club, but things just didn't work out for me the first two, three months, and... Uh,
0: Finally, I just uh, was determined to go out there and just, uh, uh, you know, uh, physically I was sound and to just get my men- mental attitude uh, in gear and uh, go out there and just do the, you know, the best possible job I can do. And, uh, you had to get to you know Dave like Justy pretty good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? Do uh, you like him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think most people not do. Now. <laughs> not now.
4: <laughs> not in April or May,
2: though, I'll tell you.
0: <laughs> it's a long season, and we proved it. Congratulations, Dave. Nice to uh, be with you. Where's Keeson, let me talk to you a minute. Congratulations on a win that I had to come through the other night uh, you had a rough time in two games in Philadelphia and for a fellow just 24 years of age uh, to come back as you did it was tough you had that problem with the curveball but you solved that and some thoughts on the game two nights ago and about tonight.
3: Well, uh, it's been exciting the whole year.
4: I know early we got off the floor, but, you know, what a comeback we made. And, of course, well, all the games in September is so very important, and uh, especially down the last weekend, uh, getting down to the wire like tonight, you know, it, it just adds that much more. The, the champagne tastes a little bit better. How does it seemed at uh,
0: 71 you were here in 71
5: uh this has to be maybe a little bit more exciting the way we went like we ran away with it in 71 we're 30 games over 500 and uh you know to go down the wire like this i mean it's so much stress uh, mentally and physically but to win it it just makes
0: uh what were your thoughts back in uh, back in uh, may and june
5: well uh, i think uh most of, all the guys in the club were down because uh, we knew we were better than the, the, the way we were playing and uh you know, there's a famous saying of El Oliver that when the cream ice comes to the top, and I think we've certainly done that.
0: That cream came to the top in the 10th inning. It scoops oh, really... I got a
5: kiss for you. <laughs> right there. Let me talk
0: to... Here's a guy, Bob Prince is here. I'm going to talk to Paul but He has to enjoy this. Uh, this is the first time he's been here, Bob, and he's been in baseball a long time. Paul, I'm so happy for you.
3: Thank you, now. As just
2: telling,
0: Thank you. <laughs> I feel like it. I
3: really do. I just, uh, you know, I just tell him, Bob, I've been in the game 15 years, and uh, this is my first time at this, and I really appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you
1: one thing, Poppy. It you does. contributed an awful lot. You went in there when you had to. You came up with some real cut hits, some great parachutes, as you call them. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you consider you get a ball game like this, you finally get one ball out of the infield in two innings and win it. It has to just be pulsating. My heart goes out, of course, for Russia, who pitched a great game, and for Swisher that had to drop the ball. But it set it up,
3: and that's part of baseball. That's right, Bob. It was a tough game for the Cubs to lose, but uh, we got a lot of great bunch of guys here and a lot of good ball players here, and I'm just happy to be part of this club. Well, here's the Kansas City Plaker here, Spanky
1: Kirkpatrick. You came over here, partner. You're on a winner. How's it feel? Great.
0: They told me we were going to win it, and they were right. It, uh, it was a little tougher than I expected, but uh, it's great to be there. Spanky, I'll tell you one thing. The
1: ball club you've had all year never has never given up. I know you. Been as far as fourteen hundred, under, but uh, you still—you
3: could have quit, but none of you did. Well, That's right. Uh, just an amazing bunch of athletes, and everyone kept driving, and uh, uh, with the ability that's here, everyone knew it would just all come together, and it has,
1: and uh, it's a great feeling. Believe me. Well, Spanky, congratulations! I know Johnny and the kids will be happy about this. Well, if you spend it, don't spend your money yet. Wait a while.
3: Well, that's right. We're gonna huh? put in the bank, and that, boy, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be here either. I tell you. Well, that's exactly
1: right, Joe L. Brown. <laughs> Joe L. Brown, come over here a second. Yeah, Joe. Hey, Mario. Chihuahua, Mexico. Yeah, que pasa? A... Nada, not much. Nada, not too much. You're feeling pretty oh, happy, oh, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, let's it's been a nice dandy. Feeling. Well, here's the general manager, Joe Brown. I'm telling you something. There's a lot of ways to win a National League championship, but I think you found one tonight I've never seen in my life.
0: I didn't find it. I was up there watching just like you and 22,000 others, Bob. That was just great. Uh, as I said, uh, I think it takes. Uh, combination of a lot of effort and sweat and desire and some good breaks, too. And we got some good breaks tonight, but
1: John and our fellas really put out. They hustled, and I think you could almost see when Oliver hit the ball, he said there was only one thing I gotta do to get to third. He opened up the hole in him.
0: Well, Bobby can run. And uh, he stroked the ball, and uh, the other fellas did the rest. But uh, he opened up the inning, as you say. But uh, this has been a rough year so far, Bob. It hasn't been easy. As you know, we came
3: from, what, 14 games back, and it uh, seemed like 100 games under 500, but we're there now, and we've got a ways to go, but we're going to make it.
1: Well, I think it's going to be a very interesting situation when we come up there against those Dodgers. Bobby Robertson's here. Hey, Bobby, come over here, you much maligned old red-headed rascal. <laughs> Where'd that ball hit you? Right in the back of the head where it didn't hurt a bit? No,
3: it hit me on the shoulder, really. Left shoulder, yeah. Mm-hmm. The ball went in the right field. You're going to be just... in the hospital man? Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to relax a
1: little bit. Bob, listen, let's go back one other game that's most important. If you don't do what you did last night... We're not here celebrating tonight. That home run had to be mighty, mighty sweet.
3: Yeah, it was, Rob, but it was a team effort, you know, like uh, Eddie Kripkechner had a good double in uh 56th uh, inning or something like that. And it was a team effort all the way, and I was just glad I was part of it, and we just going to see uh, L.A. and see what they got off of us. Well, we'll uh, give them a battle, Robbie. All right. And
1: congratulations, too. You're going to be a daddy again in, uh, sometime in the
3: March, spring. March
1: 23rd. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, Nellie, let's get Bob Robertson over, or uh, Bob Al Oliver. All right, can we bring it over here? Hey, uh, Super Scoop. Super Scoop's got an interview. We'll get with him in just a moment. Doc Ellis, can we talk to you a minute, buddy? Nellie, let's talk to Doc here. How's your hand coming? We're going to need you, partner.
4: Well, uh, the doctor told me I was all right. So I'm on my own now, and uh, all I have to do is start throwing some curveballs. I should be ready to pitch maybe in about a week. Mm-hmm. Came in
0: here the other night, and Doc just finished throwing with uh, Mike Ryan, and Doc says, I'll be ready for the series, and I'm going to win, too. Right, we I had, had that dream all along. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Did you well, they, you? How do you compare this thing with 71 uh, when you won everything or the previous, you know, you won four titles?
2: <laughs> well, you know, Nellie, I'm cool
4: and calm about
0: this. I'm a veteran. You were the first
2: one that ran out
4: there last night when you hit, uh, we won that It's always exciting to win, Now, You know, uh, we've been trying it. They wrote us off this year. We came back. They said we had no pitching, but I believe we led the National League in a <laughs> game. I was going to have a lot to do with it, but we're still the Pirates. Same old Pirates. Just keep winning.
1: Well, that's right. Now, here's the big scoop. You didn't have any idea of going anywhere but third. partner. were you motoring Pardon going time. around second?
4: I was not going to stop. There's no way I was going to stop. Because I know once I got to third base, I was confident <laughs> in my teammates that some way, somehow, they would bring me in, and they did.
1: Well, I'll tell you, this has been one of the most remarkable years, and for you, Al Oliver, I think of vindication. You've shown everybody in baseball that you are Al Oliver and you're a well-level player. You've been the most consistent player in our ball club.
4: Well, Bob Ronak, I hope that I have showed a lot, a lot of people. I know my first three years, uh, a lot of fans warned me, but I think at, at the time they didn't realize what I was trying to say. Only I, I was trying to say I wanted to play baseball, and over, and over the last three years I have got a chance to play, and I'm quite sure I've proven to everyone, everywhere, that I can't play baseball.
0: Now, you made some comments. I think they're pretty good about this ball club. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been with it since '69, and it's been nothing but success since then. Uh, this club was down. You said, don't worry about this club. They've got a lot of pride. They like to win, and they
4: they know what it's like to win. Did you ever get really down during the early part of the season? Not personally, because, you know, I'm always top guy. I'm always up. I'm always optimistic and self-confident. And like I I said so many times that, it's easy for fans to give up on athletes, but we as athletes cannot give up on ourselves because this is our way of life, and we have to support our families, and we can give up but all year long. Some, some clubs do that sometimes, this club hasn't. Well, why, what causes
2: it? Jelly, I think the
4: reason that causes the fact that we have a lot of self-confidence in uh, each other and also in ourselves, and a player or a team has confidence in themselves and as a team. You, you, you can never let up.
1: Let me ask you one final question, besides congratulating. Are you ready to play first base now? <laughs> well, Bob, I'll fit in. Let's you play by ear. Go ahead, buddy. Well, listen, wherever you play, Al, you've been phenomenal. Just tremendous. Now let's go get those Dodgers. Huh? That sounds good to me. All right, now here's the hitting instructor, Bob Skinner, that taught him that swinging bunt down third, that magnificent play that everybody overruns. How can we only hit one bar out of the infield into two innings to win a game? That is some finish, Robert Skinner.
3: Well, I want to tell you one thing. Danny Murtaugh can come up with all kinds of things, and he come up with something tonight that's unbelievable. How about the Buckles? They had them all the way, didn't they? Yeah, they strapped it right on them, didn't they? Well, I'll tell you, they're a fighting bunch of players around here, and this game tonight just shows what they can do. And We'll go after those Dodgers now. We'll get them. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. You know, Bob, you played on the
1: 1960 World Championship team. And all together, different type ball club you had in the 60s than what
6: you have this year.
3: Well, this is true. Uh, this, team, uh, this team can score a lot of runs in a given inning, and, uh, and they can do a lot of things. There's a lot of ability on this team. In 1960, we had a lot of ability on that club, but we had to get one run at a time. I think that's the difference. Okay, now Don Leopard is here.
1: Lepp, I want to ask you of something. I think Russell did a whale of a job of pitching for them. You can't. I think it's a great tribute to baseball that a team totally out of it can come in here and battle the Buckos like Russell and the Cubs did tonight.
3: That's true, Robert, and it, it's a, like you say, it is a great tribute to baseball to have a a pennant race like this with the uh, New York Mets fighting us for every inch of way up there and the Cubs fighting with the Cardinals up in their ballpark and then come find us here Montreal fighting the Cardinals up there it's just a tremendous thing for baseball Robert well there's no doubt about it now here's old
1: man Don Osborne out of retirement one more time the the builder of this magnificent pitching staff now Oz I'm going to ask you a couple of questions one, one is, is yeah. who the heck are you going to pitch on Saturday against the Dodgers you it got doesn't one?
3: make any difference we go to start somebody and we got that bullpen and so we'll just start somebody and go for them there,
1: well, it works out all right. You're pretty pleased with your pitching staff this year, proud as
3: a peacock. I'll tell you, they come along, did a real fine job. And uh it's going to show you, we lost three pitchers during the season, but well, we had depth. And we come back and we stayed in there and, and got us right into the first division. And justy certainly has come back, to too. Wonderful, he's just been great, outstanding. He was outstanding tonight. And you know, the just he's just a justy bold right now. And he just had great location, good stuff, and he's a good competitor. Well, Oz. Get your golf game
1: in shape. When we get down to Florida, we'll be swinging at him pretty soon. All right, Robert. Don Osborne, our pitching coach. Okay, now get Rennie Sten Panama. Rennie over here. There he is. Rennie, how are you, buddy? Congratulations. I feel pretty good.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm really happy.
1: Well, you should be because you did a great job. in Nellie, I know you got some questions for him. I just want to say one thing, Rennie. In the last half of the season, you turned into the greatest second baseman that I saw in the National League, and I mean that sincerely. You just played baseball. Unbelievable. And as far as I'm concerned, your future ahead of you is going to be tremendous.
0: Yeah. We had a talk, uh, Renny, in Philadelphia after a bad ball game in Houston. We related a little something about Clementi's first year up here, and I think things turned around a bit after that.
4: Yeah, from that time, you know, things really turned around for me because uh, I know you guys are more experienced in the game, and I've always known to, you know, listen to the the guys that, you know, the older people, rather. And, uh, you know, things that you told me about Clemente looking you know, straight at the hitter and stuff, that came, I thought about that, and I said, well, if he could play, you know, become so good a ball player after that, you know, I could be too, and I, I went He, out he to couldn't, really... he
0: couldn't understand that Roberto Clemente went through the same problems yeah. he did, you know, he was is he's a human being, He's a young ball player like Rennie, and things became instinctive to you, and you just got the whole picture as the season went along.
4: Yeah, and uh, from that, I, you know, it's when I really started to, uh, you know, you know, feel more relaxed in the field, and, you uh, a lot of bars that uh, I reach and stuff, it's the errors, the error. and then I don't worry about that like I used to at first. And uh, when uh, this guy El Meed, the guy from, uh, yeah, uh, you know, after I you know, I was really hurt. Although I didn't know the guy, you know, and I thought and said, you know, why am I, you know, worrying about stuff like errors and getting mad when I make art and stuff like that? The guy that was hustling and got his head hit and got and, and died. I should thank God that I'm alive. And, uh, you know, it should make me a better ball player tonight.
0: Puts yeah. things in better perspective.
4: Then?
0: Yes, sir. it's real right there. Ernie, how about some comments on tonight's ball game? Well, That ninth inning in particular.
3: Yeah, it started out
4: real tough, but, you know, I've always had the conference and our team. Uh, in 7-1, every time we win, you know, the big games or important games, was, it came from behind, either a 7-8 or a 9-inning. And uh, tonight, you know, I had a lot of confidence into when Bob Robinson's swing and missed that pitch and when it hit in the dirt and bounced away. And I was just hoping that he'd make it down there. And the guy tried to throw a good throw and hit him in the back. And I think that was the break right there from there. You know, and I, I had a chance to do it. And uh, the first pitch I was on top up, and I don't know how I missed it, but the guy made some good pitches in the uh, He pitched a very good him. game. He really pitched a great game.
0: The credit to baseball and the ball club, like the Cubs, go on no place at all. And suddenly, they give you three games here that you have to scratch for every run and every win.
4: We really have to scratch. I think we will enjoy a victory better when we really fight hard. For it. Randy,
0: congratulations on a great season and good luck in the playoffs and the series. Randy, beautiful. Randy, exactly.
1: <laughs> magnificent, magnificent. Now, Danny Little Current got boxed in the Derby, went on to take two, and this one had to be about a box job. And all of a sudden, you broke <laughs> in the barrier, and here you are again, the National League Eastern title. Danny Galbra.
0: Well, Bob, in your terminology, we
1: nipped them at the wire. Yeah, well, we sure did. I, never in my wildest dream, I think we'd ever get away with it.
5: Well, you know, when you spot them four to nothing in the first inning, you just are down all the way. But this is the way this Cubs come. Now, what will we back, Bob, before the Fourth of July? 1,400. And now we're fourteen over twenty-eight, and that period of time is a sensational ball.
1: It is, you know. A funny thing, you've heard a lot of people say the game is never over to the final out tonight. You saw a game that wasn't over after the final out. Strike three was the final out, and the game still wasn't over because of a passed ball.
5: Well, you know, there's never been a game. I've never seen a game like this, and I've, I haven't I've, either, Dan. I've I've, Bob, I've you, you talked to the fans here over the air here for quite a while before I got here, but you might have said what I'm about to say, but. Uh, All of my time in baseball, there's never been one this close and this power-packed in the the final moments of the ballgame. The pass ball, the third strike, uh, you know, scoring without a base hit. These guys are scrambling like... Like great baseball teams do. We get our hit and put together, and we're going to be the champs again, Bob.
1: Well, I'll tell you something. It'd be kind of fun to wear another ring or two You better believe quit. it, Will. Danny Albert. Yes, sir. Hey. something Frankie DeVere. something else. Dever.
2: Something
1: else. <laughs> Gay pasta, Frankie. Nada, nada. Nada, Good to see you, my dear friend. You've played some great baseball for us, Frankie. And, by gosh, you're a good hustler and a great asset to our ball club.
4: Oh, I got it. You know, when we play like that, you know, we everybody got to be together. We got i no, will no, be happy because that's my supposed be playing a big lean on that player and
1: we a Well, I'll tell you, last night, the way you ran the bases and you came in, and tonight too, you, your speed alone is the thing that opened it up, and uh, you just decided you were gonna go over to third, and then you make a bad throw, you come in and you score. Now, you see, those are the things that win ball games, and you did it, Frank, and it's so wonderful to have you
0: here doing it. Thank you. let me ask you about you looked a little annoyed when you came out of the ballgame. Uh, you wanted to hit, I think, when they sent
4: Parker up there. You looked like you really wanted to bat that time.
5: Well, I like to be in there,
4: you know, because I like to be I like the human. But, you know, we want to win. When the manager put Parker in there, I'd be happy to because Parker better hit as a man. You know, and I say we have to, like, win. Put
5: Parker in there, don't and care, I'll be like, yeah. okay. I don't care about that.
0: Frank, your first year in the big leagues, uh, you had to like what you did and the confidence. Did, was it easier or tougher than you thought it might be?
4: Well, when it's inside, you know, I don't have a minute coffee enough. But later, you know, I get my coffee Yeah, I mean, I think I'll be okay right now and i have my coffee there. I, mean, I don't care about, you know, what happens if something happens, ain't no just baseball. I don't think about it, you no. Just going You grew up. Right. Congratulations. You have a son, too. First child this year, and
0: that's congratulations, too. Thank you. Good. Nice seeing you, Frank.
1: Here's the vice president, one of the owners of the ball club, Tom Johnson. Thomas, you've seen him come from behind in a lot of different ways. That's you got to nice. say, tonight was a dandy.
5: Oh, it sure was, Bob, and you know that nice inning and scoring those two runs with no hits. I mean, we just have to be a team of destiny. The latest team that picked itself off the floor early in the year, and then in and out, injuries. And here we are. And I know with this momentum they've got going, uh, we're going on and knock uh, Oakland's chance of trying to get three or Baltimore if Baltimore should, should tag the Oakland
1: thing. Well, of course, we got to get
5: by the Dodgers
1: first. Yeah, do not too that. worried about
2: that. I think it'll be a You clip, and I yeah. worry
5: about every
1: game. Yeah, well, we have to. I, I think it's going to be a great thing, Tom. And I... I like the way the fans responded tonight, the way they were roaring for our ball club, and it
5: makes a great difference. Yes, I was watching the Chicago uh, uh, TV, uh, Jack Brickhouse program, and they uh, were castigating our fans as as far as their behavior. Of course, I, I think that there was just so much emotion packed in tonight bob you can't excuse what happened to our fans and i would hope that it's the last time it'll ever happen here but uh it was just a great night on on all. In all. It's, that's the only star note that i can think about well that's
1: right and we apologize to the cub fans on the air but we also pointed out, Tom, that probably 99 and 9 tenths percent of the people oh, were sure great. That. It was just one or two idiots. And that's the only know. way I can explain I, it. They I, were I, idiots. And uh, they were apprehended and taken right out of the park as they should have been. That's great. Right. Well, Tom, congratulations. You got another winner going. We'll strap it on the deck. Well,
5: I'm so glad that you don't have to do a radio broadcast for the garden. Well, so am I, Uncle
1: Tom. I wanted to be with my ball Well, and, and I do. Now, here's a young man we call the frog. Larry Tamry and Nellie, uh, you're a pitcher so you can probably talk to Larry a little better than I because you've gone through the things as a rookie pitcher that he's gone well, through I haven't now. gone
0: through the things he did he, didn't win his, he, he won, he won did more games year. in one he won more in a row than I won in my lifetime he won six games in a row and Larry you started off slow but you you had a great period there when we lost Brett and you picked things up uh, look back on the season and what's happened here in your first year what stands out most in your mind what do you enjoy the
4: most well I really enjoy just actually just being here on the club. And I really, when I came out, Joe Brown told me the reason why I was here, because he figured, and the rest of the, the staff figured, Murtaugh and the coaches figured that I could help the team out more than the other person who they had picked beside me to come up. So like, I agree with him 100%. <laughs> because like, I will, when I go out, I will give my 100%. Were you yes. satisfied with what you did this year? Yes I was, because I, I really didn't have no idea, and I really just, you know, didn't think I would even catch up to what, what, what I had got off to. Like, I was just, you know... You said you were going to have a 500 or better year, and you wound up with it, didn't you? Well, I wish I could have got another start after the time I, they, I had to lay off. Because I was just beginning to get myself. Once you get in the groove of going... That time you can you can
2: always finish it. This
0: is some group of guys, isn't
2: it? Yes, it
0: is. They are everybody's, you know, put together for each other, too. Larry, that's uh, what makes the ball club a winner, and they've been doing it since nineteen seventy. Nice to be nice to have you here, and the season's still going on. Don't go away.
3: Oh, I'm not. I'm gonna be here. Congratulations. Okay.
0: Well, I guess uh we've about run out of people here looking for the guy, and let's get over here and gotta find Arthur Howe. nobody's talked to Arthur Howe and the Kemmer, Kemmer brothers. Kenny, I know you don't want to have anything to drink before this celebration gets underway, but some thoughts about your first year with the Pirates and your first year with the one the team internationally. Well, I, I, Jerry Royce put it very nicely, you know, you expected this when you came over here, you know, we had the, we had the talent and material, I think, all oh, along, but I didn't think it'd
4: take this long, you know, the last inning, the last out, the last game, and, uh, you know, it's... It, the last game, I think, just more or less sums up the kind of season we had. We had, we were struggling all year, and it was an uphill battle.
0: And you
3: know, now that it's over, it's you know, it's, it's a
0: very good feeling. It's been an amazing team where you had a little bit of an off spell, and somebody comes in and fills it in. Uh, it's a unique formula right I,
4: I started off real well uh, jim rooker on the other hand started off real poorly he finished up strong doc finished up strong until he got hurt and jerry pitched pretty consistently i think all year but you know that's i think what you got
0: to have uh, everybody i think contributed a major role to, you know to get us where we are what stands out most in your mind about this season this ball club? Just, just the idea that we didn't give
4: up. I think you know we we never we never gave up on ourselves, and even even when we were really down on ourselves, we still came out and we played hard, and you know we we didn't we didn't count ourselves out, and I I think that's the thing
0: that got us where we are. Well, I think you handled yourself so well through success and through some of the problems you had in the second half of the year. It's tough to go through what you're doing physically. I know you want to pitch, and it's tough to go through what you're going
2: through.
4: Well, it's not. It's it's a lot more fun, you know, when you come to the ballpark. You know, you're pitching well and you're winning. But you know, I I everything I've won one game I think in two months, but. I, 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 you can keep, keep I, I feel I helped us get here, you know, just like everybody else on this team should feel, and, you know, that's the important thing. That's the only thing that matters to me. I'm glad you're here. Enjoy that drink, too. Mike Ryan, this, uh, who's
0: a guy contributed to this ball club, too, all season long. Michael, uh, some thoughts about 74 in tonight's ball
3: game. Nelly, I, I'm, I'm speechless. This team is just unbelievable, and I contributed so little, and... And I wish I'd but that's the way things go. When you get a guy like San Wee Jones uh, playing every day, it's a different story. Yeah, he's a tough man to move out of there, and uh, I I give him all respect in the world. He's a tiger, he's an iron man, and... You got a, you got a term you call people a hacker? You want to describe what a hacker is? Well, I, I kind of nicknamed Richie as a hacker. He gets up there just like a, a lumberjack. He's just out there hacking at everything he sees, and... Uh, and uh, the whole team are hackers. They just go out there, and they swing that bat, and they, they just don't give up. Uh, a bunch of great competitors, and I, it's a, it's been a great year for me.
0: Let me uh, ask you your opinion of the Pirates before you came over here and after you joined them. What, uh, what's the comparison?
3: I'll, I'll tell you, Nellie, I've always respected this club when I was with Philadelphia, and every time we played them, uh, I knew we had our, hand, our hands full. And when, when I joined them, uh, I it was the same thing. You know, early in the year, like, you know, everybody counted us out, but the guys. Their attitude has been something you just can't imagine, and they just kept battling and battling and battling, and, and they're not done yet.
2: <laughs> not done
3: yet. Let us end on that one, okay? Nice talking to you, Mike.
0: Gene Klein, some thoughts about 1974. Gene, you, you've been here since 1970, and this is, this has been the weirdest season, I think, more ups and downs than I've ever seen.
4: Well, you know, now, you know, we started off slow uh, beginning of the year, and everybody had said, well, the powers were out of it, and we got tied ball club, and we have too much talent we got too much pride in ourselves not to believe that we can be number one and uh, like i was telling people you know earlier in the year don't give up on us because we're going to be there at the end a lot of people have given up on us in pittsburgh and you can tell by the attendance the last uh, four or five games
2: i got it, I got it. But
4: I had all the confidence in the world that we were going to be number one, and we just proved, proved again that we have great talent and that we are capable of coming to first place every year. Well, it sure
0: showed up here to tonight. It's uh, amazing to come from four runs behind in the first inning and still keep going, too. So we're uh, live and direct from KDK. I'm Dave Augustine, you want to repeat that last comment, or would you prefer to pass that one by? Uh, uh, Let me talk to Richie here. Richie. Number one, for you last year went down to the final day of the season. We didn't taste the victory, but how about comparing your two years in the big
2: league? I
0: don't think you can,
3: I don't think you can really compare the two years. Uh, Last year was a bitter disappointment. Uh, We had a chance, uh, and it went down to the last day of the season, and of course we lost. Uh, This year it went down to the last day of the season again, and with some timely hitting and some key breaks, we turned it around and, uh, there's no comparison. This is the greatest feeling I've ever had. Uh, this is what I've been striving for. Uh, you know, big league baseball, but you're here to win. And I think the fantastic thing is that we, they wrote us off all year. They said we couldn't do
0: it, and uh, after a, a fight that Bruce Keeson started, we, we pulled together, we started acting as a unit, and it, it's amazing. And it's, a, it's just a great feeling, one that I'm going to rem- remember a long time. You can go back to that July 14th game, and uh, that evidently was a turning point.
3: I guess it has to be. Uh maybe maybe not so much uh... physically maybe we didn't maybe we didn't do anything physically different but mentally what do you think i
0: was just everybody suddenly came together
4: i I think when everybody turned around and realized that we're all swinging (laughs) and acting as one person you know and, and and one of our guys got you know had the unfortunate experience of being bit and uh... one of them wound up with a black eye and we gave a few black eyes i think when we walked off the field we realized that we're all pulling for the same thing And didn't realize this in the beginning and i think that may have been the reason why we turned
0: it around about the month of september it got a little bit hairy and uh, that's really where the pressure baseball comes and your first real good taste of that how how did you feel about it yourself i'm just sorry that i couldn't contribute more i i've been doing well you you did well the first part of the first part of september you came up with a strep throat and your back got heavy i think it got more than heavy. It started weighing. It started weighing
3: a ton
4: there for a while. I lost
0: a lot of strength.
4: I'm not making excuses. I, I wish I could have contributed more uh, to our pen and stretch. But uh, the fact that a, that a major league championship ball club is more is made up more than just one person. It takes 25 guys to win. And I'm just glad that I was a part of it.
5: And uh, the games
4: in September they were outstanding.
2: Uh, we won a couple
4: we shouldn't have won. We lost a couple uh, that we should have won. And uh, the breaks won our way,
0: the breaks won against us, and it just boiled down to good solid baseball. Richie, congratulations. Uh, we're going to try and grab Jerry Royce here and let me take time from him. Thank you, Nellie. I really appreciate
2: it. Okay.
0: Gunner, how about grabbing Jerry Royce? Yeah, we talked to David already. And How about grabbing Jerry Royce? You want to talk with Jerry? Jerry Royce over here and. Jerry, congratulations on a, on a great season.
1: Yes, I do want to remind you that as terrible as you've been with your language, this is a <laughs> broadcast of the daily life
3: That's right. You remember the same
2: thing,
1: though. Yes, I do. Okay. Say, seriously, Jerry, uh, I know you've seen in a lot of ball games and everything, appeared in a lot of them. you got to admit, I think, that I'll get this cigarette out of your way, me, that this is a game
5: that defies description
3: well i was saying that you almost wonder if we were destined
0: to win it yeah you get two runs out hitting the ball out of the infield a couple you know, a couple of walks and then a ground ball that just doesn't get through but then you get a strikeout and the ball gets away from the catcher he can't pick it up and then he throws it and hits uh, robertson in the back of the head it's uh unbelievable and we tie it up that way We come on and win it the way we did
1: you know they've always said the game is never over till the final out tonight we saw a ball game that wasn't over when the final out was recorded that's the strikeout For the third out of the inning and then the pass ball, which, of course, made it obligatory that they get the fourth out, which they never got. Made it what? Obligatory.
0: What what does obligatory mean? Well,
1: you know exactly what it means. (laughs) Don't give me that (laughs) stuff. Jerry, as far as your own personal feelings this year, how did you feel about your season?
0: Well, I felt it could have been a lot better with a little luck here and there, but then again, it could have been a lot worse with a... A few more bad breaks it's uh one of those things it could have been better it could have been worse i'm uh looking back at it right now the most important thing is that we won and, the most, and even more important than that is what the future holds for us right now we got
3: uh your drive for five and we got five ball games left and uh it's not really what you did in the past it's what that's uh, what's happened
1: but however if you look back over the series when we went into new york you won the pivotal ball game for us the two to one contest that was a pivotal game, if you'll recall, because the first game we had a lot of runs. The third game we had a lot of runs. And the game that you won that really kept us in there, 2-1, to one, I think, was the pivotal game of that road trip.
2: I
3: don't know. You can call it what you want. I could have won last night, too, and pitch a little better ballgame. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, this ball game right here was the one that we had to win. I guess that goes without speaking. but. I'm as far as looking back and trying to figure out which ball game uh, meant the most, I
0: think the one we lost to St. Louis, had we could have won, it would have uh, made things a lot different. I'm just glad that we rebounded the way we
1: did. All right, and I'll make you one final promise. When we go to spring training, I'll quit smoking if you get off my back.
5: Get off no, your back. All right. Okay, Jerry Royce, thank
1: you very much. Congratulations. All right, here we go now. Nellie we got... To... <laughs> Let's talk to
0: Al Patterson All right. here, Bob. Uh, hey, Dale let me talk to you a minute. I'm just talking to... Uh, Richie Zisco, he was talking about the July 14th ball game with Cincinnati, and you were up at that time, and you went down to Charleston, but you, know, you contributed something to this ball club. You, when you win by just one game, you look back, and you saved the game and won one back against them, but also that ball game against Cincinnati. Uh, maybe some thoughts of Darrell Patterson on this uh, win this year.
3: Well, it's, it's really tri- terrific, Nellie. Uh, it just uh, makes my career uh, complete. Now, you know, being back on the winner again after scuffling through the uh, Uh, Baseball the last three or four years And and this is just the uh, the epitome You know, I really really am uh, At a great height I don't know how to express myself in words Well, I'm
0: 68 with Detroit A very good ball club, too How How do these two teams compare? There must be some sort of chemistry there
3: well, uh, both fine, very fine clubs. Yeah. And, and uh, it just seemed like tonight that uh, it was fate. I mean, just the way you were, I watched the game down there, we were supposed to win, and, and uh, no, there's just no way we're going to lose. Uh, I think it was fate all the way tonight.
0: <laughs> it sure looked like when you strike a guy out on a 3 2 pitch in the ninth inning, and it looks like it's all over, and you wind up with a time.
3: Oh, darn. You knew you had to win it then. That, that's right. That's right. We were going to win that game, and uh, it's just, just terrific. I'm just glad to be here.
0: We're glad to have you here, and congratulations on your help this year too, Daryl Patterson. We're trying to get Richie Hebner if he's around here someplace, and trying to grab Richie. Augie, yeah, I've been I've been through that one before, Augie. Oh, okay. well, and I'm I don't want to blow the victory horn. That's a funny victory horn they got. Everything blows out of it.
4: What do you say, Spanky? What's happening? him oh, Where are you, Spank? Well, I'm up on about cloud ten. I'm even above that other one up there. <laughs> hey, no. If you think it was Jim, on, if you think it was cold on the mound, you should have seen how cold it was where I was. How high I was up there. <laughs> <laughs> Were you high in that first inning? Oh God, I was. You know, I.
3: Jim Rooker. What,
4: what can I say? I, you know, I, I was walking on clouds
0: when I went out there. I figured, you know, this is the game, and you have had first inning problems all the time when you keyed up. Remember, you said that in Los Angeles, you overthrew the ball. Were you doing that in the first inning again?
5: That's right. I could. believe I had a little shoulder problem in New York at the last start, and I was concerned about it. When I got done warming up tonight,
4: I felt better than I have all year long, and you just get a tendency to overthrow the ball, and that's what I did, and, uh, you know then you kind of get your thoughts together and tell yourself you know hey this ain't the right thing to do and you got to go out there and you know go after them and hold them right where they are I tell you he, he told us he said don't he
0: said go get the run he said they won't get any more and they ain't get any more so what you got to believe them like that right you got to believe when are you <laughs> no. gonna pitch again who said that I then? don't know I don't know probably I hope Sunday good we'll be looking for you Jim Rooker thank you Kirkpatrick good to see them Gunner is uh, Richie around I think we've talked to just about every weekend. can. He's in the shower, and I'm not going in the shower to get him. Let me talk to Danny Merica. Daniel, you've been running around here. We've been trying to get you in some thoughts on 1974. It's been a funny season, but I guess a rewarding one. Yes, Nellie, I said in the room there that this club will never get all the recognition that they deserve because of the fact that we were so going far behind. We had been written up, and... That's practically out of the race, and yet they came back to win it. When you have a club like that that plays about, I'd say, 680 ball the last... Two months of season that's a pretty good come from behind ball club. it's a tremendous comeback and you were 14 games out at one time and you still thought that this ball club could win uh, you predicated i think you knew you had good pitching didn't you yes uh, i thought pitching was the key to our whole ball so our starters gave us
5: a lot of innings.
0: Mm-hmm. you like to get that six innings or seven? Oh my when you okay. just want a bullpen uh, with uh, Roy ray ramon and uh justy pitches and we get down that seventh and eighth and ninth and we can be a little rough you were so certain about two weeks ago we had lost, I think, six in a row. The Cardinals had won six in a row, and you said, this ball club's going to win the pennant. Why did you make it at that time? Well, no, yeah, I've never been with a club yet that uh, hasn't had a, a losing streak right near the end or somewhere, and uh, I thought that as soon as we won that last game, after we lost the six in a row, that we're going to turn right around and go on a streak, which we did. Is there any one win that was more satisfying or bigger to you? I keep looking back at the play Manny made against... Lou Brock throwing him out in the ninth inning when he tried to steal series that one play there that game probably meant as much and maybe that one play meant as much i'd have to think so and that because that was uh, that set up the whole series it gave us two out of three instead of them two out of three another thing i wanted to say congratulations to you you had a, a lead in st louis three runs you went with a couple of young kids i think a lot of people were critical of that The reason you said you were never going to go away from your pitching staff, you kept your rotation, and you turned out to be right. Well, Nellie, I I can't see any sense of winning one ball game if you're going to lose four. And the way the pitching was set up for that series, I had uh, my middleman pitching. The two guys that just pitched the two days before, and I wasn't going to use them. And I had two men in mind to pitch the next two games in New York. Uh, it could not have been too bad because one six won. out of the last seven. And those are games you had to win. It's similar to the 1970 ball club. You had to win then, and you did.
5: That's
2: right.
0: Danny Mertzah in 1975. What's, what's it look like? I'm <laughs> not going to talk. No, I'm not talking. No, Danny, congratulations. Right. <laughs> I think the only guy we haven't talked to here might be Willie Stadgeland. We'll uh, have an opportunity
2: whatever you're ready right okay
0: on. I don't know where it is do you have it? We just say close for the okay well we can can, we... can, we... can I interrupt you for just a closing comment here I don't think we talked to you yet we may hate it miss you because we're going to sign off here yeah. uh, you've been around here I guess well you have been you're starting to great you're older than anybody else around here some thoughts on this year is against other
6: previous successful seasons. well Nellie I'll tell you this year has to be has to have more of an impact on me personally than any other year. We've won by great margins in so many years and the fact that we were really down and really struggling and really written off and we never gave up on ourselves. We collectively contributed. And the fact that we had to go down to the last pitch, the last run, the last day.
2: Is this more satisfying? It is,
6: it is, because it meant that that we if we lost, there was a chance we were going to have to listen to much Montreal and Saint Louis game tomorrow night as they listen hours tonight and there was a possibility we had another uh, sudden death playoff so it was just it was just a thrilling thing we came to the cause and we fought the element.
2: Kenny After Britt,
0: the, Kenny Britt put it pretty well. We're talking over. He says, you know, one guy can have a bad night or a bad month and there's always somebody else coming along and picking this thing up.
6: That's exactly right. We utilize our twenty five man roster probably as good as anybody in the league and. The fact that Danny never got to the point where he wasn't afraid to use anyone. He instilled still at times when a guy wasn't doing his job. Well, like the last three nights when, uh, you know, I wasn't doing anything. He stayed with me. Uh, he called guys in to do various things. Popovich, Howell, Robinson, you name it, and, and we The pitching from agency. And this is what it, what it really means. Uh I'm trying to get around and congratulate everyone and and let them know that, hey, you did one outstanding job. And the fans, too. And The the ones who were here were about as enthusiastic this year, I think, as any i have ever seen. And I think the the thing that happened tonight, uh, it's unfortunate that it happened, but we also have to be glad that uh, no one really got hurt. Uh, I don't think it was a matter of malice. It was just something out of reaction. Everybody was so excited. We're just very excited. Willie, congratulations on a whale of a season. We'll look forward to
0: the Dodgers and whoever else
3: after
6: that.
0: Well, I guess we've run out of time here. Can we talk to Steve Blast? Here's a guy sitting back here smoking a cigar and having a beer. And you're sitting here and you haven't pitched a ball this year in major leagues. And...
3: You must have some longing thoughts about all this. Oh, yeah. It's still good to see, though, the congestion in the clubhouse. I guess this game, from what I understand, just typified the whole season. This, this game characterized the whole thing, being down and struggling and struggling and Coming back and just making it by a little
0: bit, but if you make it by a little bit, you've made it. Like I likened it to 1970, when you had to win ball games, you won them, and that's something we didn't do last year. That's right, and you, and you struggle for them, and it and it hurts when you're struggling. But when you get in here and you can relax and unwind, well, it makes you feel a little better because you know you've really done a little extra to earn them. Well, Steve, we wish well for you and uh, get everything together for next year. Wouldn't be bad to have you and whisk back and Doc
2: and
0: have some more fun. Sounds like a good idea. Now, Steve, boy, it's nice to be with you, Steve as we've run out of time here i'm looking for the gunner maybe we can kiss a goodbye here or something wherever he is robert bob i love you Well, i know you always say that but you never mean it tony bartero i guess we're going to wind this up you got some final comments you want to say about you've been here for 27 years and you've never gone out of the last day or the overtime to win a penalty Never, you
1: never in my life, Nelly, have I seen anything like this, and I'm just so happy because I know what it means to most of these guys. I know what it means to you. I know what it means to our ownership, and you know what it means to me. Now, let's just do one thing. Like I said, Oz, John Osborne, who are you going to pick Saturday? He says, the way we're playing, who cares? And I guess maybe that's about the story. I think it's a great break for us, too, in another way, Nelly gives us a couple of days now to get the tension out of us from that point and be ready for the big one.
0: Robert, enjoy the year really with, you. with you. buddy. Hey, we're not through. Oh, no, we're, we're going. Start up That's Saturday, aren't we? Right. Be ready for him. How do you sign off the baseball network here? I think you just... Let like... me see. Well,
2: let's say goodbye from... How do you... This is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Baseball network. Right.